Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving in, people moving in, because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you so can't hide. And I bought out a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother, rap on. Well, the only person talking about love down brother is the preacher.
Watchdog.com, a brand new guest, Dr. David Martin, deep medical, he's not a medical doctor, but a deep a medical resume at University of Virginia. He also uh, runs uh, uh, three of uh, the main indices, and he also tracks uh, and uh, uh, funds uh, innovation worldwide. Their business is actually the business of innovation uh, uh, worldwide and funding that innovation. What bigger innovation in the medical world is mRNA and the CD19 vaccines. But he is not a here to tell you how great they are. He's here to tell you that, that he's done a lot of investigation on this whole uh, tragedy, and it is a tragedy, of the bioweapons. And he says, no, they are indeed bioweapons. But Dr. David Martin, thank you for joining us today on USAWatchdog.com. Greg, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, you know, I just want to start with just a really crude question, because a lot of people think they're going to get away with this. You have the CEO of Pfizer, Berla, just out a few weeks ago. We're going to start suing people for misinformation. I said, ooh, wow. Are, they, uh, are these medical companies, uh, these uh, vaccine companies, these, um, uh, the FDA, the NIH, the CDC, are they going to get, ri- uh, get away with what many people are calling a massive genocide? No, they're not. And, and it's interesting. I mean, one of, the, one of the reasons why you don't hear companies like Pfizer or Moderna going after any of us who are actually disclosing information that is material is because to, to prove defamation or to prove libel, you have to actually show the evidence that what we said was not true. And the problem is 100% of the evidence that we talk about is true. And um, so, so the cool thing is they can threaten all they want. The bad news is uh, they, they, they would have to disclose things that I can guarantee you they will never, ever disclose. And, in fact, the shoe is on the other foot. As, as you probably know, we filed the very first federal case against the president, against CMS, and against um, the Department of Health and Human Services in Utah back in March. Oral arguments for that case are on July the 6th. And we are not only not going to be sued for, you know, any libel or misinformation, we are actually holding people criminally accountable for their domestic terrorism, their crimes against humanity. And the story of the coronavirus weaponization that goes back to 1998. Uh, When you say the president, you're talking about president of the United States, president Trump, president Biden. Well, we we are talking about the actor in chief that we have – Weekend at Bernie's, none other than Joe Biden. Ah. He's the first named uh, defendant in our case. So these people, I mean, I'm reading all kinds of information. I mean, Dr. Pierre Corey says we could have saved 800,000 people uh, a few months ago. If we had just used an ivermectin, they stopped that. Uh, The uh, deaths and injuries in bears and the tens of thousands, if not millions, uh, not just here in the United States, but then the other equivalent overseas. A lot of people have, have died already. A lot of people yeah. are, in, are hurt already with this whole thing. Tell me about the impact so far, and is it going to get worse uh, with these CB19 injections? Yeah, well, listen, yes, it's going to get much worse. Um, you know, the, the, the fact is that when you inject mRNA into a human being, which is what the, the current manipulations are, that mRNA 
uh, makes the human body produce a scheduled toxin. And by scheduled toxin, I mean this spike protein modeled after the coronavirus spike protein. And we need to be clear on the fact that by all of their own admission, the spike protein that the injection manufactures is a computer simulation of a chimera of the spike protein of coronavirus. It is, in fact, not a coronavirus vaccine. It is a spike protein instruction to make the human body produce a toxin, and that toxin has been scheduled as a known biologic agent of concern with respect to biological weapons for the last now decade and a half. So the fact of the matter is that the injections are an act of bioweapons and bioterrorism. They are not a public health measure. And the facts are very simple. This was premeditated. This was actually an action taken specifically as disclosed in 2015 at the National Academy of Sciences when Peter Daszak, who is the money launderer in chief, the guy who sent money over to the Wuhan labs in, in, in China during the gain-of-function moratorium, when he made the statement, as I've repeated many, many times, and I'll go ahead and read it for your audience, to sustain the funding beyond the crisis, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures, such as a pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media, and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will follow if they see profit at the end of the process. Peter Daszak in 2015 actually stated that this entire exercise was a campaign of domestic terror to get the public to accept a universal vaccine platform using a known biological weapon. And that is their own words, not my interpretation. These, uh, these people that have done this uh, and then the people that have taken these shots, I've been saying this all along, that when they figure out they've been poisoned, they're going to – and we're talking about Antifa, Black Lives Don't Matter. Uh, you're talking about the Democrats that Cliff High said 19 of 20, you know, got the Kool-Aid line. They got double yep. backs and boosted. They're going to go crazy, are they not? Well, if they're, uh, if they're around to do the going crazy part, um, a lot of them are dying. A lot more of them will die. Um, what we do know, for example, is that both the shot as well as the treatment that Anthony Fauci promoted, remdesivir, actually has a 53% kill rate in the trials that were done in Africa. The fact of the matter is an enormous number of people who are injected are already carrying the seeds of their own demise because what we do know is that the instructions that are encoded in both the Pfizer and the Moderna shot include nucleic acid sequences that the human body has never seen ever. They are not part of nature. They are part of a genetic engineering experiment that has never had animal trials, that has never gone through clinical trials, and it is 100% unknown other than the fact that we know that a lot of people are going to die because a lot of people already have and many more will because of blood clots, because of endothelial cell lining damage that's being done to the cardiovascular system, to liver function, to kidney function, to pulmonary function, 
And that says nothing about reproductive or cancer effects that we anticipate and some of which we've already started to see. How, what I guess the $64,000 question, the million-dollar question is how many people do you think are going to die? Cliff, Cliff, I was talking about 30 or $40 million. And that doesn't well, based on their think. own uh, 2011 estimate, and, and Greg, I mean, this is a chilling estimate, but we just have to put it out there. In 2011, when the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Chinese CDC, the Wellcome Trust, Jeremy Farr, the Wellcome Trust, and others published the decade of vaccination for the World Health Organization back in 2011, their stated objective was a population reduction of 15% of the world's population. Put that in perspective. That's about 700 million people dead. How many do you think will die here in the U.S. of A? Well, an enormous number. I mean, listen, the, the, the tragedy of this particular injection, as we now can see in every day's press releases, um, people who were injected, including people like Anthony Fauci, including most of the people surrounding the White House, including enormous numbers of people in various public health settings, and including Justin Trudeau times two, people who have been injected and boosted and all kinds of other things, are now contracting COVID at actually quite alarming rates. Now, the fact of the matter is what that means is that they are starting to show up, having their bodies systemically producing a runaway biologic weapon called the spike protein associated with coronavirus. And the fact of the matter is we are going to see a very large population killed off. And that was not by accident. That was by design. If you just look at, uh, take their numbers, their numbers say, I don't know, uh, Ed Dowd said more than 200,000 Americans took at least one shot. Uh, And if you just take that raw number, wow, well, 10% would be 20 million, right? Um, We're talking 30 million. what 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 we know is that the spike protein was such a tragic error in terms of the first time it was engineered. Because remember, I think it's important for your listeners and viewers to remember that in 1999, when Anthony Fauci and Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill decided to start weaponizing coronavirus, they patented in 2002, and you heard that date correctly. That's a year before the SARS outbreak in China the first time. They patented what they called a, quote, infectious replication defective chimera of coronavirus. Oh, and let's unpack what that means. Infectious means that it actually is more lethal to the target. Replication defective means it's damage is primarily to the target and not to the target's family or friends or community or anything else. And in 2002, the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill patented the replication defective infectious coronavirus chimera, which then became the first instance of SARS. And it was perfected in 2013 to 2016 during the gain-of-function moratorium where the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill was given an exemption from the gain-of-function moratorium so they could continue to weaponize the virus to the point where, in 2016, Ralph Barrick published a paper in which he said the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 coronavirus was, quote, poised for human emergence, end quote. So 
they knew this all along. You know, they knew it was a bioweapon since 2005. They knew it was effective at taking out populations, harming populations, intimidating and coercing populations. And they did that all very intentionally for the purpose of destroying humanity. Oh, uh, there's a lot to write down. Um, could you just give me an idea, ballpark? How many millions do you think will die, and what's the time window? Just a ballpark. Estimate. Well, by, by their own estimate, they're looking for 700 million people globally, and that would put the U.S. Um, participation in that certainly as a pro rata of, of injected population, somewhere between 75 and 100 million people. That's Wait, that's in the USA or that's the world? No, that's in the United States, somewhere between 75 million and 100 million people. And what's the time frame that they'll die in? Well, there's certainly there's a lot of economic reasons why people hope that it's between now and 2028. Um, not the least of their concerns is that by 2028, we have a tiny little glitch on the horizon, which is the illiquidity of the Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid programs. So the fewer people who are recipients of Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, the better. Um, not surprisingly, it's, it's probably one of the motivations that led to the recommendation that people over the age of 65 were the first ones getting injected. Uh, if, now, you're talking about <laughs> – I'm sorry, i got to unpack this. I mean, you're, this is a great – that's why I've been so excited to have you on. I've been looking at your videos and all that. Uh, you, uh, How many people – if so you get 75 to 100 million people who are, are going to die between now and 2028 – how many people are going to be sick? Well, there's, there's two layers of that question, Greg, and that's a beautiful question to ask because obviously um, there are enormous numbers of known, and by known we mean microvascular traumas, we mean clotting, we mean coronary artery disease, we know there's pulmonary function, we know there's liver function and kidney function problems. And so we've got three different pieces of your question that need to be addressed. First of all, there's going to be people who outright die, and they are doing so right now. There are remarkable numbers of people who are dying of sudden cardiac deaths, sudden um, acute deaths associated with clotting elsewhere, mostly pulmonary. Um, So you have that function going on. You have the uh, malingering and and what we would consider more of a a slow process of, of ultimate mortality, but it would be um, what we would call morbidity at first. It's people getting more and more sick. The tragedy is the third piece that we don't talk about very much are caregivers in the United States who, in fact, were encouraged and then forced under the CMS ruling to be injected. So we are going to be taking out the population of people trained to take care of the sick and dying. And so one of the problems that really people aren't talking about, and, you know, you start hearing rumblings of the, about this in the, the airline industry where people are starting to go, why are there so few pilots suddenly? You know, why is it that we're suddenly having 700 flights a day being canceled because allegedly airlines don't have pilots? And, you know, the dirty secret, as you know now, because it's been published many times, is there are a lot of pilots who are having microvascular problems and clotting problems, and that keeps them out of the cockpit, which is a good place to not have them if they're going to throw a clot for a stroke or a heart attack. 
But the problem is we're going to start seeing that exact same phenomenon in the healthcare industry and at a much larger scale, which means we now have, in addition to the problem of the actual morbidity and mortality, meaning people getting sick and people dying, we actually have that targeting the healthcare industry writ large, which means we are going to have doctors and nurses who are going to be among the sick and the dead. And that means that the sick and the dying also do not get care. A friend of mine here is a doctor. He's, uh, from the very beginning, he said, it's experimental. Put a sign up in his office, say it's experimental. Didn't take it. Uh, he says, you know, I've been, I'm 70 years old. He looks like he's 60. He says, I'm 70 years old. He says, I know every doctor in town. He says, and every doctor, I told him, every one of them, don't get it. He's a friend of mine. He didn't say this. Yep. He says, I told everyone not to get it. And, and, and I said, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you're low guy. It's okay. It's fine. No problem. We want to get out in front of it. He says, about three months ago, he tells me, he says, uh, every single one of them, double vax boosted, they're all sick. Every yep. one of them. All, and they are afraid to say anything, afraid to do anything. Is there something that you can do? Can you, Dr. Pierre Corey says his baseline drug is ivermectin because it binds to the spread protein. It uh, is a great anti-inflammatory. I uh, don't know of anything else out there that will work as well as that, he says. Is that what you would say to people that, wow, get uh, rid of the spike protein uh, and do it as soon as you can? And I will tell you this, Dr. Uh, Michael Yeadon, I had him on. He said, and he, yep. he so eloquently said, this is like a go-kart and racking the, the throttle wide open and sticking a brick on it and letting it go. There's no off switch. So, yeah. And, and that's where, that's where I would, I would say, listen, I mean, I have, I have unbelievably high level respect for Peter Corey. I think he has been phenomenally articulate. I think he has been wonderful. And he, together with a few other of the physicians who have really been thoughtful about the way in which they're handling the situation. I think that my fundamental concern, because having been the person running clinical trials for FDA submissions at the University of Virginia for many, many years, my fundamental concern is that this particular injection was put on a fast track process, which was called a straight to humans protocol. We have zero, and by zero, I mean not even a hunch. We have zero knowledge of what actually is going to happen with respect to the long effects of the mutations that were going on inside of the human body with respect to this particular injection. But it is important for every one of your listeners to know that when Moderna was started, and this goes back to 2010, Moderna was started on the back of a 10-year National Science Foundation grant, and that grant was called Darwinian Chemical Systems. That project, the project that gave rise to the Moderna company itself, was a project where they were specifically figuring out how to get mRNA to write itself into the genome of the whatever target they were going after. That could be a single-celled organism, it could be a multi-celled organism, or it could be a human. And the fact of the matter is Moderna was started on the back of having proven that mRNA can be transfected and write itself into the human genome. So we may be able to make symptomatic efforts to reduce the effect of the self-produced spike protein analog that's inside of humans right now. Anybody who got injected is who I'm talking about. But the problem is we have no evidence at all 
that we know the long or short-term effects of what is happening with respect to the alteration of the genome other than the certainty. And by the way, this is not a hunch. This is actually proven in their own data that the mRNA has the capacity to write into the DNA of the human. And as such, the long-term effects are not going to merely be symptomatic. The long-term effects are going to be the human genome of injected individuals is going to be altered. For the very beginning, they said, oh, no, 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 this doesn't change your DNA. And it's Zach Tal. Yeah, except for the fact that 10 years of their own data showed that it did. Zach and that Tal. is published data. That is uncontrovertible. It is their data, not mine. It is all and, – and by the way, for those people who doubt – they need to go look at that project, Darwinian Chemical Systems. The National Science Foundation funded it, and it is the company that – it was the grant that gave birth to the company we now know as Moderna. There is no question that they succeeded in getting mRNA to write into DNA. That is the reason why the company was started. Everybody that got a shot, even one shot, you changed your DNA. Is that correct? That's correct. And you don't know how it's changed. No, and, and, and as I've said on numerous uh, interviews and as I've published for many years and I've discussed for even longer than that, one of the things that's fascinating is DNA itself, which, as, as you and your listeners probably know, is a model of how the nucleic acids are organized inside of chromosomes in human beings. But DNA is a model that was developed in the 1950s by Watson and Crick. And the problem with the model is the way nature organizes nucleic acids is not a double helix. It's not a double-stranded, you know, anything. It's a chromosome. And chromosomes have not only the X, Y axis of the double helix, the, the, the entangled little, you know, pieces of, of tape that we see in every graphic, those things are folded on each other inside of chromosomes. And what no one has been discussing is the fact that chromosomal folds actually also have information. So when we change the way the nucleic acids are organized inside of DNA, we're also changing what's happening in the fold dynamics of chromosomes. And that we have zero information with respect to the injection. We have zero information about how that particular chromosomal activity changes other than being certain that we now know that there are probably some of the effects that we're seeing in adverse effects that are probably a result of chromosomal fold variations. Changing DNA. Changing well, DNA. changing chromosomes, which means changing what it means to be human. This is a lot to unpack. Um, and by the way, remember, I mean, it's, it's really critical for us to remember. They knew they were doing this, right? Anthony Fauci in 1999, when he funded the UNC Chapel Hill weaponization of coronavirus, and people have to get this, he did this because his fantasy with coronavirus was using coronavirus as a universal vaccine vector so that he could create an HIV vaccine. So all of the motivation that was the reason why NIAID funded the work of Ralph Barrick and his colleagues at UNC Chapel Hill, all of it was based on the notion that coronavirus, because it was such an insidiously manipulatable virus, 
was a perfect candidate to use a virus as the vector to deliver another vaccine. This whole thing started with this idea that somehow or another we could use viruses to actually deliver other vaccines. And by 2005, when Ralph Barrick went to DARPA for the bioweapons conference at DARPA, he heralded the fact that the coronavirus was ideally situated as a bioweapon candidate. So this is not, you know, kind of a conjecture on my part. It's actually in Ralph Barrick's own CV. Why the the murderous deal? They they wanted to murder people. Is that right? I mean, that's really what they what did, you're saying that the virus was uh, to deliver a vaccine. Okay, but really, a lot of people are calling this a genocide. I mean, isn't this? Well, a- yeah. I mean, it, listen, we we have had throughout human history a number of people throughout a lot of time. I mean, we can go back not that far, and we can think about the Cultural Revolution that Mao did in China. And we can sit back and say, well, what Mao was trying to do was modulate the population, modulate poverty, modulate all kinds of other things. And there is, by the way, an element of truth to that statement, because what Mao wanted to do was actually take China out of destitute poverty and turn it into an economic powerhouse. And the way he chose to do it involved, you know, inconveniently getting rid of somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 million people. And we call it a cultural revolution. Uh, we don't call it genocide because we're not allowed to, but it was, in fact, genocide, and that is is something that, you know, we need to face. And we could sit back and say, well, at least the motivation at the start wasn't killing 50 million people. The motivation at the start was managing a population and an economic system that was out of control. And similarly, we're living in a situation where Ralph Barrett probably falls asleep every night going, well, I did something that was laudable at its inception, and the laudable goal was to see if we could use nature and hijack nature's biochemistry to figure out a way to do something good for people who potentially were exposed to HIV. So I'm sure that somewhere in the back of Anthony Fauci and Ralph Barrick's mind is some sort of justification that said, well, at least I started off trying to do the right thing. The problem is when in 2005, you actually start saying, hey, guess what? We can use this as a bioweapon. And then by 2008, you can start saying, well, not only are we going to use it as a bioweapon, what we're going to start doing is seeing if we can make it more deadly. And we're going to find the deadliest version of this thing. And lo and behold, in 2011, 2013, we find a really deadly version of it in Wuhan. So we actually replicate in 2013 and 2014. We replicate that deadly version at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And then in 2016, because nobody's watching, because of the gain-of-function moratorium and everybody thinks that's not happening, in 2016, we get a publication that says the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 is poised for human emergence. Well, guess what? At the same time, Ralph Barrick had the patent for what's called remdesivir which was the drug that is being used in hospitals to kill the people who actually didn't get killed by the injection. And so, you know, we could argue all the, all the day long that these people started off as just innocent scientists pursuing an innocent topic. But the problem is it got away from them and got hijacked by people who actually had nefarious agendas and 
Ralph Barrick and Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak and Alex Azar and all of the others who actually kicked this ball into motion knew very good and well that when they got together and planned the, quote, accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen, and those were words they used to publish in the summer of 2019, Anthony Fauci made reference to the accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen in September 2019 so that by September 2020, the world would accept the universal vaccine. The fact is, he knew that he was actively planning the death and destruction of Americans. He knew that he was going to do that, and it morally justified it because he said that by 2020, and specifically by September of 2020, the world would embrace a universal vaccine platform, and he was going to own the disposition of that platform. Fast forward to the cases. These people should, this is like Nuremberg, I don't know, 2.0, but but makes Nuremberg look tame. Yeah, this is, so Nuremberg is, a, is an analogy a lot of people make, and I encourage people not to make that analogy for a couple reasons. Good. Nuremberg um, had to do with carnage and destructive activities that was done by the Third Reich and supported by United States institutions like the Cold Spring Harbor Lab and the United States National Eugenics Office, which was at the Cold Spring Harbor Lab and still is there to this day. Um, The Nuremberg trials were about inhumane treatment of human subjects in all sorts of medical experimentation that led to the death and harm of people. And that's true. This is far worse. This is organized crime. This is an industry called the pharmaceutical industry that has decided to hide behind the diaphanous veil of immunity from prosecution by virtue of relying on the 1986 uh, National Immunization uh, Act as well as the 2005 PrEP Act. They have hidden behind the immunity shields that absolve them of product liability by naming the delivery of a bioweapon a vaccination program. And let's be abundantly clear. Vaccination was last statutorily defined in 1986. There has been no alteration in the statutory definition of vaccination since 1986. Now, CDC and the FDA can do all the handstands and all the gymnastics they want to say, well, they've changed the definition in 2020 and 21 to accommodate these new injections. But the fact of the matter is very simple. Those change definitions do not constitute a changed statutory definition of vaccination. And vaccination by statute means the disruption of infection or transmission. These injections do neither of those things at all. These injections were designed to minimize hospitalization and the severity of disease, but they had nothing to do with infection or transmission. And because of that, this is actually a criminal act. This is an act of domestic terror, and it is a antitrust violation. This is racketeering, old school racketeering. This is no different from the mob in the 20s, school racketeering for personal gain and profit 
at the expense of human lives, and we need to call it what it is. It's organized crime. In other words, you can read between the lines, and I would say that the Nazis were better than the people who are doing this. Um, Are you going to actually be successful with the court system and the FBI, which is a captured institution, I think, and – I mean, they're letting the Antifa and Black Lives Matter burn everything down. Now the abortion people are now, you know, kicking indoors and whatever. Do you, uh, how are we supposed to get a hold of this? How are we supposed to bring people to justice if the Justice Department and the FBI and the uh, the administration that we have now is lawless? Well, that's a great question, Greg. And you know, one of the things I remind people is that you know the little middle books in the uh, in the Bible, which very few people bother reading, called the Minor Prophets. Uh, are filled with stories of lawlessness, and they're filled with stories of, um, you know, Israel forgetting who their God was and all sorts of other things. And the reason why we have so doggone many of those books in the Bible is because uh, it happens a lot. A lot of times we forget laws, and we forget principles, and we forget values, and we forget morality, and we do all those kinds of horrible things. And then we are reminded in each one of those stories that at least one or two people, and, you know, in the Bible it says there's a remnant of the faithful that always seem to show up. Well, the fact of the matter is we are living in lawless times, that's true, and we are living in times where there are enormous numbers of abuses of laws and standards and morality, and that's true. And our job is, as we've been instructed throughout human history, to make sure that we keep the message of the faithful moving forward. And so what's the analogy? The analogy is really simple. Will we be successful? There's no question we will. Will we be successful in an individual case, in an individual venue? Who knows? You know, George Wentz and I, who are actually leading this particular case in Utah, which is the first federal case against the CMS mandate, um, we are, we are, leading this case in large part because um, we have been successful in other cases. Remember that the reason why people can fly without masks on their faces now is because the Davalier Law Group, led by George Wentz, funded by the Health Freedom Defense Fund, run by Leslie Mnookin, and supported by the research and, and technical engineering of my team at MCAM, we prevailed in the Florida case, and you fly today because um, we actually got the federal government to be held accountable for the illegal promulgation of face mask rules. So have we already booked a win? Yes. Are we going to book this win? Who knows? We're going to find out more on July the 6th. But the fact of the matter is we are scoring victories, and remember that each victory that we've scored sets a precedent which makes the next round of tyranny and the next plan of domestic terror more difficult for the perpetrators to go after. You know, if somebody came up to Elliot Ness in the early days of his investigations with respect to the work of Al Capone and others in the mafia and said, hey, Elliot, are you pretty pretty certain you're going to tip over the mob? You know, Elliot would have probably said, no, nah, probably not. As a matter of fact, since I'm trying to go after the mob, the likelihood is very high that I'm going to be the one at the wrong end of a high velocity piece of copper. But the fact of the matter is, by being persistent, by being correct, and by being precise, and in that particular case, by using the right tools, which happen to be financial tools, which are among the tools that we are also using, the fact of the matter is, over time, we started having an effect 
in organized crime. And this being organized crime is the right analogy for us to be using. We need to be focused on the long game plan, which is ultimately Pfizer and Moderna, and for that matter, any other pharmaceutical company, needs to shoulder the wrongful death and the willful negligent homicide death of the people that they injected under the guise of a therapy, which they knowingly misbranded as a vaccine. And the fact of the matter is that's a Federal Trade Commission violation called deceptive medical practices. That's a class three felony in many states. And as such, we are going to continue to prosecute until the felons are held accountable. And that may be July 6th, it may be later on, but yes, I'm absolutely certain that by keeping the pressure on, we will prevail. And I think people need to know that, that what, I mean, you're, what you're just fascinating uh, information. You're like a, a role, an index of uh, the Library of uh, Congress, but just for this instance, uh, with all the uh, information you have. Uh, I wanted to bring up this, and I, I, I didn't discuss this with you in the free interview, but I, I know you have some kind of an answer for it. Why inject? six-month-old babies and kids under five years old. Why inject the children? Yeah, yeah. so, so the answer is very simple. Um, the goal of pharma, and this is the uh, professional lobbying organization, this is the organization that spends more to corrupt Congress than any other lobbying organization in the world, but the goal of pharma is to try to get the coronavirus injection onto the national childhood vaccine schedule. And the reason for that is that would make permanent what under the PREP Act and what under the emergency use authorization is only a temporary immunity shield. What pharma has set out to do, and by the way, the reason why President Trump in September 19th, 2019, signed the executive order that put in motion what we now call Operation Warp Speed four months before there was actually any reason to have an Operation Warp Speed because there allegedly hadn't been any coronavirus yet, But forget the timing of it. The reason why Alex Azar forced President Trump to sign the executive order in September of 2019 before patient number one in Wuhan was because Pharma, the same organization that put up his nomination to get him into being Health and Human Services Secretary, wanted to get genetically modified injectables onto the national childhood vaccine schedule. And the entire reason why we have been going after the six-month-old is because if we can put it on the childhood vaccine schedule, then the liability shield is permanent. And we have to make sure every elected official in America knows that that is the reason why we are going to now kill infants and children in this country. And every single person who thinks that abortion is the topic we should be talking about is forgetting the fact that we are debating on whether or not abortion should or shouldn't happen. We are going to kill more children. And these are alive and breathing children. We are going to kill more children by injection than abortion ever touched. And unfortunately, I have not heard the moral outrage of this injection anywhere close to the same fever pitch that people have had around abortions. And the fact of the matter is, We are going to kill more babies, infants, and children now and make sure their lives are permanently impaired. So anybody who tells me they're pro-life and they're not out in front on this thing is a hypocrite. We have to be opposed to 
scheduling genetic modification of our children once they are alive, once they are out of the womb. And we have to be very clear on the fact that unless we do that, we are going to watch a genocide of our children, unlike anything any abortion clinic could have ever pulled off. Thank you for explaining that succinctly. Thank you. How evil is that? They don't care if they, and they don't, they know the kids are going to die. They yep. know that they, they don't need this injection yep. for there's, corona. There's zero risk. This is not a risk and reward, risk benefit analysis. There is zero risk to children, and we are going to kill children anyway. And remember, Pfizer was the one that came up with the cunning terminology of having an acceptable death rate for their injection in their own publication. I don't know what you think an acceptable death rate is, but I can tell you what I think an acceptable death rate is. My acceptable death rate is zero. Uh, I want you to bring this up, too. I, have, I didn't talk to you about this, but I, I know you hey, know Grant, the answer. The good news is you can bring up anything. I, okay, I know. Okay. I, I don't want to say – I don't want to be like I'm trying to trip you up. I usually tell people oh, we stuff like this, this, this. Okay. But uh, they, they say that this, uh, vi- this, this Corona-19 has never been isolated. And correct. Is it, oh, that's correct. So, that, so what – so it's not the CV19 virus, no. it's the CV19 spike protein. Is that, yeah, am I getting and, that right? And once again, what I love about what we allege to call scientists in this day and age is, uh, this is this has been a campaign of the cunning, misleading use of words. This is, this is a lexicon problem, and, and so we need to set a couple things really, really straight. Okay. Um, the the device that Ralph Barrick developed in 1999 and UNC Chapel Hill patented in 2002 was the modification of the model of coronavirus so that the spike protein would be harmful and lethal to humans and human tissue. So this was developing a weapon. And the reason why I use the term is because by definition, Anything that is meant to target a human and make that human sick or die is a weapon. That's the definition of a weapon. That's why I call it what it is. Now, they knew that. And they also knew that by using this cunning little term called SARS-CoV-2 as a virus, they would actually be able to intimidate populations into believing that there's this boogeyman virus that's out there trying to get to you. Now, remember, this, this is the first virus in human history that has never been tested. This is the first disease allegedly created by a virus where the majority of people in the early phases of what we called this pandemic, the majority of people who tested positive for the presence of the spike protein were not sick. And the majority of people who were sick did not actually test positive for the alleged virus. And ironically, every state in its declaration of a state of emergency, said SARS-CoV-2 causes COVID-19. Tiny little problem. Most of the people who were getting symptoms called COVID-19 did not have the virus. And many people who allegedly tested positive for the virus didn't have any sickness. And as a result, we came up with this nonsensical delusion called asymptomatic spreaders. These are the people that allegedly had the virus that didn't really get sick. Well, here's the problem. The problem is this has never been about a virus. This has been about a spike protein weapon. And the leading death counts, which became inflated 
once we started injecting people with the synthetic spike protein, were allegedly COVID-19 deaths. But the problem is they were not COVID-19 deaths. They were deaths from a biological weapon. And unfortunately, as much as the scientists in the world would love to take issue with me, the mortality data unfortunately agrees with what I said, because it turns out, you mentioned at the top of the show, follow the money, kind of an important thing to do. And it turns out that in 2020, prior to the introduction of the injection, life insurance companies had record low, and you heard the word I just said, record low numbers of claims, meaning that according to the money flow, people were not dying in excess numbers. The excess number deaths only happened after we started injecting people with the biological weapon. And then all of a sudden we had excess deaths, but these were not excess deaths because people were getting sick from coronavirus or getting sick with COVID-19. These excess deaths were because we were injecting people with a known and scheduled toxin. And so we need to be clear on the fact that we don't have a disease. COVID-19 does not exist. There is no differential diagnosis that says COVID-19 is anything other than a set of symptoms where hospitals and care facilities are incentivized to say that you have it so that they get paid more. There's no, there is no disease called COVID-19. There is no disease caused by coronavirus because most people, once again, who have the pathologies that lead to death do not have an isolatable virus anywhere in their system. And so to say it's causal is a fallacy and there's no scientific evidence whatsoever by any agency at all that says that there's causality. As a result, it's very clear. Terminology, terms like asymptomatic spread, terms like virus, terms like vaccine, all of these things have been hijacked to confuse the public. And worse of all, we have alleged that somehow or another China had something to do with the origins of this injection, all the while knowing that the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1, that is actually WIV1, that in November of 2019, Ralph Barrick sent models to Moderna so that Moderna could start preparing injections. That thing was actually not from China. That thing was from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And so we've even distracted people with the cunning use of the origin story, all of which is nothing more than the theater of distraction to make sure people don't ask the real question. And the real question is and should always be, why did American citizens develop a weapon that is killing Americans and get paid to do it? Because that is a very interesting, substantive, and morally outrageous question. And unfortunately, almost no one is asking it. You just did. Uh, so let's say people, I had, quote, corona. I really didn't have corona. I had a spike no. protein. Is that what I have? No, and, 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 and listen, could, could you theoretically have been exposed somewhere to the spike protein associated with coronavirus? Absolutely, because we all have been exposed to the spike protein associated with coronavirus. But did you have COVID-19? Well, bad news for you is, no, you didn't, because what you had was some subset of symptoms that was lumped by a clinician 
into a thing saying, oh, you got COVID. Well, the tiny little problem is that means you had one or two or three or four of 11 symptoms, most of which have nothing distinctive from the annual and seasonal influenza symptoms. But the likelihood is very high that you probably had a little bit of painful chest for a while. You probably had aches and pains and some fever. You probably had a bunch of things that in any other year you would have said, yep, it's kind of like mostly the thing I had and a little different. But that's because every time you have influenza, it's mostly like what you had before, only a little different. You don't have a cookie cutter version of any infection. And the reason why you don't is because your body is very wonderfully made to adapt itself to exposure to naturally occurring pathogens. And so the reason why we never have the exact same cold, the reason why we never have the exact same flu, the reason why we never have the exact same any viral model version of disease is because our body is intelligent and our body actually changed our response based on a previous infection. So we never have the same thing twice. Similarly, we cannot have COVID-19 because COVID-19 is not a diagnosis of a disease. It is a set of clinical symptoms, and it is a set of clinical symptoms that has been promoted solely for the purpose of initiating a campaign of terror to get the, and I'm quoting now, to get the public to accept the medical countermeasure called the pan-coronavirus vaccine. So uh, anybody that had uh, the CV-19 had coronavirus, and I didn't get vaccinated, okay? So that left, I didn't change my DNA. Uh, I had... Uh, so, so the, so the, the big no, fact your body is smarter, your body's smarter, your body is able to handle other things oh. that the, the whole, the whole purpose of these, these things in the human organism is to increase our body's intelligence. That's why we get exposed to things. Our body then gets smarter. It gets an upgrade. And, and, you know, if we called illness, what it actually is, which is our body's natural ability to upgrade its intelligence so it knows how to handle the environment. If we, if we actually said, hey, the thing I just got over, that was my upgrade. And it's kind of like, you know, when you get a computer and you get another, you know, Microsoft Office update and you got to restart your computer. Well, guess what? It, that's happening. When you get exposed to a, a, a normal environmental pathogen, whatever that thing is, it is an upgrade to instruct your body to navigate the environment better than it was the day before. And if we called it what it was, which was our, just it's our downtime during the upgrade, you know, it's inconvenient. Yes. And we have to, you know, use more Kleenexes or, or more toilet paper or whatever we wind up having to use more of. Yep. That's all true. And out the other side, we become a more intelligent organism. That's what the whole model's for. So you're better off, Greg. You're smarter. Your body's smarter. Your immune system is smarter. So the, 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 the mistake that we've made is we've believed the nonsense coming out of CDC, and we believe the nonsense coming out of financially motivated and pharmaceutically funded medicine. We believe the nonsense that somehow viruses and bacteria are things we need to be terrified of. The fact of the matter is, Viruses and bacteria, those models of life forms, are immune system upgrades into our system. Um, I, 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 people go, I, 
when when people know, and you think that people will be fully awake, and at some point they'll say, oh, my gosh, we were attacked. This was a bioweapon. I've yep. got cancer. I've got brain disease. I mean, Justin yep. Bieber, I don't think will ever – I hope I'm wrong, but he's got a, 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 a type of, of shingles that's severe. His wife's yep. 25 years old, blood clot. Uh, you're, you're saying that when people wake up to this, oh, 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 look out. Well, no question. And and remember that one of the one of the convenient things about the 1986 Act and one of the convenient things about the PrEP Act is the immunity shield from liability actually is only as good as the absence of fraud. Oh. Because if there was fraud in the promulgation of the events leading to an emergency use authorization – then all of the immunity shield gets wiped out. So the reason why it is so important for conversations like the one we're having to actually be promoted and be advanced is because the pharmaceutical companies, and this includes Pfizer and Moderna and J&J, because they know they are perpetuating a fraud. The great thing about this is when that fraud is established, 100% of the liability flows back to them. And the reason I think that we had Operation Warp Speed run through a company called ATI, which most people don't even know of. They have never heard of it. It's the prime contractor for Operation Warp Speed. It's the prime contractor that the United States government engaged for the development and the distribution of these injections. I think the reason why we use the cover corporation ATI is because, as we've seen time and time and time and time again, and by the way, Johnson & Johnson did this with their baby powder liability, what they'll do is they'll actually blame the financial loss on a company they intend to bankrupt. And I fully anticipate that ATI will be the named defendant. All of the other companies will say, hey, we weren't the prime contractors. ATI was the prime contractor. We were just suppliers to them. And they will try to use the cunning Department of Defense legal opinion and the Department of Justice legal opinion during the Trump administration. They'll try to use those legal opinions to say that Pfizer and Moderna and J&J and others are not liable. Tiny little problem is when a fraud was the basis for a fraud, then we actually have a number of other legal remedies that allow you to pierce that veil. So in the end, there's no question. There is going to be a plaintiff's lawyer's feed trough feeding frenzy of sharks that are going to be more than happy to go after Pfizer and Moderna. And it's quite evident based on the current mortality and morbidity data that given the fact that when it comes to biological weapons and bioterror, each count comes with a $100 million penalty. That's what the federal statute uh, gives yeah. as the penalty for corporate uh, domestic terrorism. When you have per count $100 million a pop liabilities, that is an existential threat that takes a company like Pfizer or takes a company like Moderna out of existence. And that is what we're working for every day. Uh, I have a, a guy by the name of Cliff High just data research, you said freakishly correct that I say this with all, um, um, with all respect. Uh, he said Hillary Clinton go missing on election night. I don't know what that means. And sure enough, she did. And he said, I made many, many, many correct calls. And he, one of his data sets said, I do not advocate violence. I want to make that perfectly clear. But he says, I'm getting this in my data set that 
if when people realize that they're sick, they're sick and dying, or my kid got killed, or my wife has been killed, he said they're not going to be suing people. They're gonna they're gonna go crazy. Well, and and I think Greg, part of the value of our conversation right now is to try our best to minimize the risk of that. Because what leads people to acts of outrageous violence, more often than not, is a sense of absolute and abject hopelessness. If you genuinely think there is no way that justice is going to be done, then vigilantism is not a long reach. Part of the reason why I've been so explicit in making sure people know that I'm fighting every day for the cause of American citizens Part of the reason why I have been so out front in this conversation ever since I filed my first Office of Inspector General criminal complaint back in April of 2020, before most people were doing any of this stuff. Um, The reasons why I've been doing that is, in fact, because I want to contribute to a constructive accountability exercise, not a destructive vigilantism. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that does not mean that as a father as a husband, as, you know, a son, anything else. That doesn't mean that I don't have outrage and that outrage doesn't necessarily make me feel like violence may be an option. What I do know is that in my particular instance, I'm old school when it comes to America. I think we have a country where a lot of our laws were good. I think a lot of the principles that this country was founded on were good. And I am going to make sure that I've done everything I can within the scope of the rules that we all agreed are the rules of engagement in this country. I'm going to pursue every constructive end I can. Now, that does not mean that I sit in judgment over somebody who, in outrage, decides to take revenge. But I'm going to tell you point blank. I've also never seen revenge ever lead to a beneficial future. I think Uh, revenge actually codifies what ultimately becomes a moral blight on our society. So all I can do is everything I am doing to try to make sure that I've made the constructive opportunity as viable as possible. And that doesn't mean that we're going to succeed. It does mean that I'm going to make every effort to do so. That's fantastic. Listen, would you – listen, I know it took a long time to try to get you booked. Actually, a friend of mine contacted you. First, for me, I just out said, oh, you know, I'd like to get this guy. I can't get fighting. I can't get a hold of him. He got a hold of you for me, but thank you. Uh, but uh, you come back after this July case, right? You're going to give us an update. Please, oh, absolutely. Please come happy, back. Happy to do so. July 6th. And for those people who want to track the progress of the case, um, we have a website, prosecutenow.com. And people can go to prosecutenow.com. We put up all of the all of the events, all of the documents, everything that has anything to do with this and other cases that we've done. Um, on prosecutenow.com, you can see our draft criminal indictment. You can see um, the work that we've put together for our amicus filings with the Supreme Court. Um, you can see all the work that we've done for the Utah case, and all of that information is up there. So anybody who wants to stay on top of that at prosecutenow.com, you can do that. Um, some great, great friends of mine, John Hewlett, Stan Graham, Joe Hicks, Brian Ingram, and others, have done a fabulous job of putting that site up and maintaining it so uh, people can stay abreast of what's going on there. And I'm very grateful, by the way, that Tony put us in touch so that we could have this conversation. Uh, do you have a donation page? I'll put that up there. Is there a donation page for prosecutenow.com? There, there is a donation page there, and there is also a donation page for the work that my wife, Kim, and I are doing 
Um, uh, people can go to FullyLiveAcademy.com, FullyLiveAcademy.com, and uh, can donate there as well. Uh, boy, that's fantastic. I, and are you a 501c3, the uh, ProsecuteNow.com? ProsecuteNow.com has 501c3 attached to it, yeah. And FullyLive.com? Fully Live uh, Academy does not. Fully Live Academy is is the uh, way to put resources directly into the lawsuit that were filed. Fantastic! I'll put them up. Uh, listen, Dr. Martin. I mean, what this is? Uh, I mean, WGHU Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. Queen of the two lands, Nefertiti. Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti. And even God turned his back on the ghetto youth. I 
I know that ain't the truth. Sometimes I look for proof. I wonder if heaven got a girl. And if it does, doesn't matter if you blush or you cuss. Remember how it was. The picnics and the parties in the projects. Four times drinking, eating high with the mom. Just another knucklehead kid from the gutter. I'm dealing with the madness. Raised by a single mother. I'm trying to tell you when it's on. You got to keep your head to the sky. Be strong most of all. Hold on. Hold on. Please welcome the Brain Trust, the Brain Trust. The brain trust. The brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust.
rock them. The brains right. The brains right. Tonight, everybody, for some hot damn politics. It's your girl Nefertiti surviving the game. We in the building. How everybody feeling tonight? I hope y'all doing well. Y'all looking beautiful just by being here tonight. <laughs> it's good to to see everybody in the chat room on the call line. I see you call line. I see y'all doing your thing here tonight. You can be doing anything to anyone, but you're here tonight to chop it up with us on hot damn politics as we talk about everything on planet off planet in between the crooked cops, the crooked politicians and, you know, self improvement, all that good stuff. Whatever the you know, whatever way it flow, that's where we go. So, um I'm glad to see y'all tonight. I wanna to say what's up first and foremost to like I said, everybody that's in the chat room. You know, it's real nigga radio. Let me get that real radio. Uh because that's what we do. Right? Ooh. Ten years and counting for me. Eleven years and counting here on WGAG Radio. I can't believe it's been eleven years. Um doing shows, rocking with Don Nicole on WGAG Radio, all the fam that's here tonight. It's just like wow, sometimes you just gotta step back and go, Wow. Like time flies when you're having fun. And I don't mean fun as in foolishness. I mean fun as in enjoying the time for you know, and far, you know, ups, downs, laughs, cries, everything in between, you know, um, getting yourself together, you know, being in the pit of humiliation, all that shit, but, you know, still here, still doing it, still rocking, that's what's up. Don't tell me women don't, can't be faithful. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be, man. We're in the building tonight. Let me say what's up from the bottom all the way up to the top. Start with J1 in the building. What's happening with you, J1? Yes. Sweet Oshun. What's up with you, Sweet? Oshun. Sweet Oshun is in the building. Tennessee's finest. My man, son, Rock Ricks, Raymond Ricks. What's up, Raymond? How you doing? It's good to see you in the building tonight. So you got the baby, everything going on, so it's good to see you step through. It's all good. Um, check out his show. Um, oh, shit. What is it? Inner Visions of a Side Hustler. That is his political show. You can catch it on Spotify and all those places. You can catch us here 
not only on uh, Blog Talk Radio, but I believe iHeart Radio. Yes, iHeart Radio for all things WGAG Radio. So you can do. Sister Zena, what's happening with you? Zena is in the building on the call line and in the chat room twice as nice. What's happening? Uh, Mush Mouse is in the building. What's going on with you, Mush? Miss Hudson. What's happening with you, Miss Hudson? Is in the building tonight. Hope you're getting your exercise in, taking it one day at a time, one step at a time. One step leads to two, two to three, and it's a compounding effect. Just remember that, y'all. Everything we do is a compounding effect. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, re- realize that. And so every habit that you want to um, bring into your life, do it. You know, you do it incrementally, and it has a compounding effect. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what I try to do in my life. Um, I mean, I try to put it into um, to action. Make it actionable in things you do. You know what I'm saying? If it, if it looks like a big situation, cut it up. Cut it up into small pieces. And when you cut it up into small pieces, then it becomes, like I said, you can stack those days. That's a term that we use in sports, stacking the days, right? Stacking the days on top of each other. And it creates a compounding effect. And before you know it, man, you are transformed to what you have saw in your mind's eye. And that's just how it goes. Regardless, irregardless of where you're at in the moment in time, you know, whether it looks bleak, understand if shit looks buried on top of you, understand you're not being buried. You are being planted. You're being planted to grow. Always understand that. When it looks bleak and you think your shit is on top of you, right, the world is on top of you, the pressure is on top of you, um, you know, the weight of the world is on top of you, all the things that you have, understand that you are not being buried. You are being planted. All right, you're being planted to be able to grow. As we say, pressure um, busts pipes, pressure makes diamonds. You know what I'm saying? We were all lumps of coal, you know what I'm saying, being refined, refined, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just the way it is. See it in those terms because, remember, perspective is life. How you see it is what it will be. There's no other way around that. We live in a holographic um universe, you know what I'm saying? So what you say it is, it will be. You know what I'm saying? Even you just so you just got number you have to just keep moving in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is ever a failure. It's only a lesson to be learned. We don't call them lessons, we call them greater sins. You know what I'm saying? You never judge somebody and what they're going through at the moment is your ability to bounce back like round ball, baby. That's why I love hoops so much. You understand me? Because it's up and down and I shoot it through the hoop on your ass. <laughs> you get it? You know what I'm saying? So that that's what it is and that's um but that's how you have to see it. That's how you see it. Um always cultivating and 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 um, fortified in your mind, man, because uh, we are living in those transitional times of um, forced transition by humans or powers that be who, who, who seek to transform how we live to the natural transitions that the planet Earth goes through, right, because she's a living, breathing entity, and so it's always going to be um, you know, changes within her, and we inhabit her, so therefore we're going to be going through those same same changes too. Our mind is a receiver. Our mind is a receiver, so we got to stay with her, you know what I'm saying, so we can be able to receive and be downloaded with things that we need to make ourselves, to make our lives the plentiful in a world that looks depleted. You understand me? You can grow through the concrete, as my nigga Pac said. I am the I am the rose that grew through the concrete. I'm you know, I'm not gonna judge you by your scars. I'm gonna uh, praise you by your tenacity to um uh, reach towards the sun. 
And that's what that shit is, and that's what we got to keep doing every single day. Because, man, I'm telling you, they got booby traps, fucking, <laughs> you know, they got pitfalls. They got all this shit out here, man, and it's easy to be distracted, so you got to keep yourself focused. You know what I'm saying? I've been victim to it. I'm, I'm not no, I'm not a perfect being by any means. You know, regardless, irregardless of how I talk, how I sound, how I carry myself, I go through shit like everybody else. It is about how you handle it. It is about your ability to respond to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You always have to, um, that's why I'm saying it's so important to, to have your mind right because when, when those times come, the cool, collected mind is the one that, that person, you know, that comes through unscathed, and they look unscathed. They look like, they don't look like they've been through the fire and burnt up and shit, looking like Freddy Cougar out here. So when you go, God damn, you've been through some shit. Look at you. Half your face is off. You got like your third degree burns all over your body. No, we walk through the fire, and we come out unscathed, and we come out more redefined, you know what I'm saying, and defined, you know. So understand that. <laughs> understand it because it's just you know these are life these are life lessons maybe these are the curveballs that they throw and you cannot be um, tripped up because it, it, it seeks to do that every time you think you're making progress you think you got um, you make you're taking your steps forward there's going to be um, a test always going to be tests like I said I go through my own tests and it's the test of the mind you know what I'm saying um, you can't wilt from pressure. Those who are who stand in the face of pressure are the ones who get rewarded. Somebody, who, who was I talking to? What up, um, Brian? I didn't hear Baruchi. Did I get on the way up to the top? I didn't even make it up to the top, man. Let me get up to Miss Danny, baby. What's happening, Miss Danny? I'm just running my mouth. I gotta say what's up to everybody. I still ain't even got there yet. What's up, IB? That I am. You know, was in the building. What's happening with your IB? Because I can just get going. Ethereum forever. What's up, Ethereum? Is in the building with us. Ohio finest. Kicking in with us tonight. She Doc. I call her She Doc, but she goes by the name of Doc McCannon. What's happening, She Doc? Baruji L is in the building. What's up, Baruji? And of course, she waits the dead to consume the consume the living. Arisha Gal twenty twenty is in the building. What's happening with your wish? I see Nanya just stepped into the building. What's up, Nanya? None of our traveling nomad is kicking in with us tonight, man. It's good to see everybody. And, of course, you already know who she is. She needs no introduction. It is Don Coleon, the baddest bitch of LCA, one of the wisest witches that I've met in my lifetime and, 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 um, and for forever, you know, eternally grateful um, for the Don. You know what I'm saying? I call it. She is a Don. You know, a Don is a shot caller. A Don is one who people seek um, wisdom from. A Don is someone who can give you insights sometimes that you cannot see yourself, and they will tell you what is coming at you when you when you don't have the ability to see it yourself. The part, the 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 reason of being around a don or being up under a don is because so you can become a don in your own life, and you can become a don in your own right. You know what I'm saying? You become a capo, you go from a foot soldier to a capo to a don. Okay. <laughs> and and you have to become a Don in your own family's life. So um, that's what I've always taken from Don Coleon. I've always said, I want your brain. I want your brain. I just want to consume your motherfucking brain, you know. And um, and so therefore I can um, that's what that's what you do when you're around um 
greatness, and I don't care how it's seen as greatness. I, I, everybody has their level of greatness within them, and so you're supposed to take from that. And you know what I'm saying? You give. It's, it's a, to me, it is um, a case of reciprocity, but you take, you take, and you add to what you have. You know what I'm saying? You take to add to what you have. Okay. <laughs> vampires are greatness. Um, hey, they, they seem as evil, but hey, vampires have their great qualities too. You just can't be a blood sucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you give nothing back to anybody, the the, the um you know, the idea is to um have fair exchange. Fair exchange. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just what it is. But Let's get into it, man. Let's get into the show tonight. Um, I played, I played that clip. I played that clip. Um, where they was talking about um, about seven hundred million people eventually are just gonna get sick and and be up out of here. And and to me, that is um, we kind of knew that, right? We kind of know that these folks who fucked around and and volunteered themselves for this situation are. Have asked basically consented in their own demise over time. Some now, some over time, and like I said, these people are gonna have plausible deniability because people will be getting sick five years from now, you know. And and so therefore, you um, they have you know they gotta exit. They gotta they gotta exit out, so to speak. Like I said, plausible deniability, but um, it's going to happen. It's already starting to happen. Um. They got so-called this new shit going on out, around, out and around again, and that is for the fall because um, around October, November, they're going to um, roll out another one of their um, mRNA situations. See, that's not by surprise that they have this other variant that's other highly transmissible according to them, and um, that's by no chance that that's starting to take hold now, so to speak, right, if we are to believe what it is that they're saying about it, right? Let's just take it at at face value, so to speak, just for this instance of this conversation where we can have some context to what I'm saying. So so you got this 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 new sub-variant going around. That's not by chance. That is so, therefore, you can – people will feel – the people who have already fucked around and took it will be more comfortable – taking the shit that they're getting ready to roll out um, coming up here in the next couple months after the summer. You know, it's natural to hesitate for people who even fucked around with that shit. It's natural for them to have some level of hesitation because they've seen what is happening, right? But those people are already shook in the mind. See, down in the recesses of their subconscious, they still afraid. And they know that these people are afraid. So they know that they got another group of people that same group of people that they can actually bring back and can and further the demise of their natural immunity and their natural immune system to actually be able to work prog- um, to work properly, right? And to me, Miss Hudson, that ain't no surprise that um, that we know these people are gonna get sick and then uh, uh, all of a sudden you got somebody that that um, blows up the Georgia guy stones and then they just go ahead and and demolish it. All in one day, all in one day, right? Because again, when information starts spreading, um, they don't want you know they don't want people to be able to go back and and and, and understand the overall sinister plot it is to get people up out of here, right? Georgia Guidestones tell us the number that they're trying to get down to. Um, 
I played um this is your boy name, what's your boy name? I played um what's that fool name? Bill Gates. I played him saying how they want to um decrease the population by twenty thirty. They're already on track, is already having massive um massive decrease in population. He attributed to actual um health care and and um Reproduction, yeah, we reproduction, all right, no reproduction. Um, what up, I he said, but they never dug up the ground. Um, I guess not. I guess they just bulldozed it, right? I be from what I seen, they just they just bulldozed the top, right? They just um when they blow up the little part, and they just came with the um the big yellow bulldozer and 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 just ran it through and ran through it. That's what it looked like. You know what I'm saying from the um, videos that I've seen, but that ain't by no coincidence. But um, if you was listening to um, the first hour of the show, and and an old boy brought up that um, Darwin, um, it's called Darwin Chemical Systems, right? Darwin Chemical Systems. This was something that was actually given a go ahead in 2012 under the Obama administration, right? It was to and their goal was to 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 pursue a long-term goal of synthesizing artificial chemical systems within the human body to exhibit darwinism evolution. You know what I'm saying? And if I ain't if I ain't mistaken darwinism wasn't that shit about survival of the fittest? I could be wrong. Help me out here. I I, I mean, I'm not keen on, on Darwin's theory, but I just always thought that the Darwinism just meant the survival of the fittest, right? That's how I always saw it. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Hold, hold on one second, y'all. Give me one second. Just go to a quick commercial real quick. Let me give you this. Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact statement tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. Hot damn politics. Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Only on WGAG Radio. All right, all right, we back, we back. Here we go, record. I ain't saying we coming back or nothing, because that would imply that we are back from something. Now we forward here. So yeah, Darwinism, right? That's where I left off. Um, survival of the fittest. But check it out. 
this is what this um this Darwin Darwinian chemical system grant was for them to study. So they started the studying in 2012, right? And it said um it said in phase 1 of the project a combination of molecular design and laboratory selection will be used to generate RNA like structures that undergo here's the key words self reproduction heritable mutations I'm going to read that last sentence again this is according to um the grant um given out by the CBC all right phase 1 of the project was a combination of molecular design and laboratory selection will be used to generate RNA-like structures that undergo self-reproduction with heritable mutation. All right, let's look up what the word heritable means, right? Let's look up heritable, y'all, real quick. <clears throat> Definition of heritable. I, I mean, I think we can pretty much tell by of the uh, root word heritable. Right? Here is it heritable? <laughs> right? Okay. Check it out. Heritable, by definition, means the capability of being passed from one generation to the next. You see? Yes. Continuous mutation that will be passed down. Okay. Now, what that heritable mutation looks like, we don't know. We don't know what that's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be uh, inheritable shit. Um, the mic is bugging. Y'all clear? Y'all clear down there? Y'all clear? I'm saying down there. Y'all clear in the in the chat room? Can I get a one? Can I get a mic check? Is you, is it clear? So, trying to see um. If, if it is it me or is it Arishka Gal's uh, device? Are 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 we clear though? Okay, cool, thanks. Arishka gonna have to um. All good over there. Okay, so it's not um. So the mic is not going in and out. Okay, it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, Sugar P. Thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah. So with that inheritable mutation through that RNA, we don't know what it's going to be. You know, is it going to be um, people, this next generation who won't be able to reproduce? Will it be, you know, specific type of characteristics that they take out of the human genome that they then pass down? Will it be something that's in, you know, it, it like I said, it, it kind of reminds me of a feat, right? <laughs> I mean, four-legged people, right? Or something. Um, if you haven't seen the movie The Feed, right? The Feed was about how, um, you know, people got those implants in their head, right? The um, your boy, um, my boy, um, Tesla guy, Elon, with his newer plant. That's what the the feed was, giving the the neural plant that allowed everything that was online that was on a computer to be placed in your in in your head. 
So anything that you wanted to research, you wanted to watch, you can do it really from like right there. You know, you didn't need a computer; it was all in your head, right? Um, but the key that I took away from that movie, the, the show, the feed was about how it was genetically passed down to their newborn, right? The the couple that was highlighted in that show, um, the, the boy, the male, was the child of the inventor of the feed of the neural plant situation, and he had this sister that they had a child with, that they had, that they had a child together, but it was that the child needed no implants because now it was genetically passed through what? An inheritable mutation was passed down to the child, so they no longer needed implants. So now they've really recreated the human, right? They've recreated it. This is what it looks like they're doing. There will be a certain amount of people who will not make it through, right, because this is their thinning of the herd. We got uh, billions of people who took it. We know there's going to be adverse uh, events and then those who will perish from it, but the ones who don't will then pass down those levels of mutation to their offspring. And this can be seen as a reason why they want to change Roe v. Wade. Um, this is something to throw in there. It's just, just another could it be. You know what I'm saying? We always have to entertain the, the possibilities and the probabilities of the could it be situations. So could it be this is why they wanted to get Roe v. out of the federal hands, federal um, from the federal and back into the states where they knew there would be states who would have very, very um, big-time abortion restriction laws, right? So now you you have these children um, who now have this, um, this new um, genome. They created a new type of human. Will it be one that then it goes – I hate you know you have, it just you have to use a lot of movie references because they show it right in your face. These you know um, truth is stranger than fiction, and so they always put truth in a film because they be like it's a film. It's no way science fiction, so it's not possible. So most people will will just write it off or just say oh you know whatever. But so so we take it from the feed right to equilibrium. Equilibrium. Was a pill or an injection they took? Was it a pill? I think they took a pill. I can't remember. It's been a while since we watched. Um, I watched Equilibrium, but anyway, Equilibrium was used so these people could be really docile at the end of the day. So they would have be very equal, right? It's called Equilibrium. That means that they're very centered in the in the middle. They're not high. They're not low. And it made for um a society of really obedient people. Now. I can see them doing that to the mass majority of, of humans on this planet. They don't want disagreeableness. Disagreeableness is hard to control. But if I have a world and a country full of agreeables, then I can do as I please as someone who sits on top of the on, on top of the hill. Right? So so and, and, and again, this is not hidden information. This is information right in your face. That's not a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy when you literally have documentation of them using what they call a Darwinian chemical systems funded by the National Science Foundation. 
just like we talked about um, that shit with the um, that went down last night. But you get it though. But that's just some of the shit that they got going on. And so, um, according to me locally, I'm here in Cali. They're saying the hospitals are filling up again. But again, this is what they're not saying. Seventy percent of those people are people who volunteered themselves. Seventy percent. I repeat, seventy percent, and it's probably higher than that. Seventy percent. This is why they had to roll out old man Fauci to fake like he's having these reoccurring infections from that plax, that plax, whatever the fuck is called, Pfizer made and pills that they made. So he had what they call them rebound reinfections. And so he went on TV faking like he's been uh, reinfected with this thing because they already know that's happening. And guess what? The fucking government just granted Pfizer the ability to for pharmacists for pharmacists to um, prescribe that Plaxid over the counter. You don't need a doctor's prescription to get it. You just you can just get it from the pharmacist. Okay. It is the further deterioration of people's immune system. Is further deterioration of their human genome sequence. That's what that shit is, right? And I'm telling you, they knew what they was doing. They knew what they were doing. They were they, they created like these phases, phases for. And I'm going to use America because America is the great experiment as a country, right? The great experiment, the ideal. So um, because we, we have these perceived freedoms in this country, what better population to, to then experiment on when it comes to things like this? Because you, because you people have this sense of freedom, right? So that's a great population to, to do it on, right? So I think it's like I'm seeing like these phases because everything is real strategically put out over 20, 30, 50, 100 years. They have a 100-year plan. You talk about some goddamn planning. You talking about laying down a business plan for the next 100 years. Most people can't plan out the next day in their life. That's hard for the average person to actually write down shit they're going to do for the next day. These motherfuckers plan for the next 50, 100 years, and they stick to the goddamn plan. These people take an oath, and they stick to the plan to make sure that shit come about. So everything that we're saying is uh, um, ain't nothing but um, like I call stacking the days. It's stacking the days that have compounding effects. So you can have this shit that we watching out here, and that means everything from these crazy motherfuckers who have been activated and by by a way they were easy to control because they are on antidepressants. It's not a, it's not by chance that in 2012, the same year that the National Science Fund um, awarded the fucking Darwinian chemical systems is the same time that major pharmaceutical companies were able to unleash antidepressants on children and teenagers. I repeat, 2012 was the year that pharmaceutical companies were really green-lighted to give out antidepressants to children as young as eight to teenagers. We're talking about um, Zoloft. Let's do this with some of the shit, right? Creating that fake-ass um, ADHD-type situation, 
right? They've actually um, admitted that that um, that goddamn thing was a fucking hoax, uh, diagnose or creation. I'm trying to find out, find where that shit at, real quick. I can't find it. Right. So, right. So, yes, to create a right to create this this mental illness epidemic. Right. They knew what they were going to be creating within these young people. It is all by design. Antidepressants. Um, using the the the, the gen, war of gender, right? Knowing that I just put it like this: white men were already they're already highly feminine, right? They are the most feminine of the men on the planet. So you put these fucking little weirdos or antidepressants at the age of five, you know, eight, nine, ten, they become young teenage boys, right, who are already socially awkward, right, bombard them with um, gender war shit, they become incels. Not only does depression go up, suicide rates from 2012 to 2018, check this shit out, Ms. Hudson went up by 35%. This is with the uptick of prescription, given prescription antidepressants by a 3,000% increase. What the fuck? I know a lot of niggas who take them too. But, you know what I'm saying? It's such to say they got a nine-month-old in therapy. How, how, how do you get a nine-month-old in, in in therapy? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fucking wild. So, so now and 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 and, and okay, check it out, Nanya. So check it. Add it all up. Let's do the math. Three thousand percent. 3,000% increase in antidepressants in young people and teens. Suicide rate goes up by 35%. But guess what else went up during that time? Take a guess. Guess what else went up dramatically during that time? Come on. Put it together, y'all. Let's connect the dots. Pee Wee Herman. I mean, I already said that, Ms. Dutton. I said suicide. And and um any present. No, getting getting yeah, that, getting closer. Unemployment not quite, Nanya, but that's on the way. <laughs> that's that's up next. But they're gonna um crash this economy. But um come on y'all. What else do you think went up in that time of the three thousand percent increase in prescribed antidepressant and thirty five percent suicide rate? Mass shootings. Mass shootings. Again, they predominantly was giving this shit to young white boys. They gave it to our young brothers too. But real heavy, white folks love giving pills to their children. Right. Mass shootings among young white men took off. Took the fuck off. That is not a coincidence. Because we don't do coincidences around here. We just add shit up. 
We do the math. We do the mathematics, God. <laughs> right? We do the fucking mathematics. And that's what you got going on out here. And that's what we're watching. So so now, straight up Manchurian, straight up, straight up, it's supreme mathematics, straight up. So, so what you think the next course of action will be then? Right? So they can do all this shit because now we know mental illness since um, this corona shit, this, this jabs hit, maybe talk mental illness, mental illness, mental illness, because not to mention on top of that already, the shit that's going on, it's been proven that these um, genome changes and shit is going to have neurological effects on people too, neurological effects. So what are they going to do? They're going to use mental illness as an excuse, right, to not only sure up gun laws but, but other things as, as well about um, – in, in the name of, of helping people who are mentally or deemed mentally ill. I think Mr. Lowry said the other day when it came to them red flag laws, the only thing I'm probably got to say is that, oh, they out here with a gun walking down the street. I think they look erratic. You know, all these kind of, you know, shit that's going on. But that's going to give them the green light to be able to really um, unleash um, kind of like not rounding people up. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, it gives them the excuse. It, it gives them that excuse so they can, um, fuck, detain people. Got a lot of crazy motherfuckers, now deemed crazy motherfuckers out here. So you got sick motherfuckers, you got crazy motherfuckers. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on all at the same damn time. Okay, I don't know. Hold on one second. I see Mr. Lowry in the building. What's up, Mr. Lowry, man? Come on in here when you're ready. Then you put your hand up whenever uh, you're ready for that. Hold on one second. Pour, pour in this voice. Hey, you're welcome. All right, that's good. Go ahead. Here, put that back in the refrigerator. All right, let me bring let me bring in Mr. Lowry real quick. What's All up, right. Mr. Lowry? Uh, great day now. Yeah. Uh, great day great now. Great day to you. Uh, happy New Year to Don Nicoleone, and she's around uh, listening. Yes, yes. Another year around the sun, man, I tell you. <laughs> like it. Man, another year around the sun, man. That's, 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 mm-hmm. a, that's an awesome thing nowadays, man. That's an awesome thing. Okay. We, we take what those things for granted, you know, um, Sometimes, Indeed, not we, Sometimes. we can be taken for granted, but it's an awesome thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, I hope that Dawn enjoyed her day, and we're looking forward to next year doing what we do year after year. You know? What do we do around this time? Absolutely. I know, you know, oh, man, we've, been, mm-hmm. we've been rocking for a minute, 12, 13, 14 years. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. thing. I love that level of consistency. That shit dope. But what what you got for us, well, Mr. Lowry? How things are going? Have you made a decision yet? I'm not even. I'm not. I'm, you know what? I'm yeah, not I, I, I have I'll made just let a you decision. Decide. I'll be in Florida. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out Friday, so I'll be in uh, Orlando. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Going touchdown on the ground. You know, uh, it took about a week to get all the necessary information that I need. Um, you know, you gotta do a background on all the candidates how much money they got in their account. So now yes. it's just at the point to making sure the business is right. You know, right, I, right. I, I accept yes, the sir. challenge, but 
the business, you know, got to be right. And I don't come cheap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's right. I know it's that's the same right. thing I tell my daughters, cheap. right? Nature have it that you're going to have to go one day, but, you know, Lowry's don't go <laughs> cheap. Uh, so, oh, you know, I'm looking forward to a trip in Florida, and we'll see how it works out. You know, All right. We'll see how it works out. Beautiful, beautiful. That's what's up. But we got like Mr. Lowry is like he's uh, like a kingmaker, almost like you know, like kingmaker, like the movie movies. He's like um, you know, he put people in place. That's dope. Yeah, yeah I, I I enjoy. I mean, most of my life has been out front, so you know, certain ambitions and stuff like that. You know, been there, done mm-hmm. that. But I get much more pleasure out of helping others. You know, to launch. You know. Uh, yeah. So we, like I said, we, you know, we, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, the experience is very intriguing. Uh, to get out the DMV area and, and, and to get down in Florida, it's a little different dynamic down there. Uh, so the experience right. would be nice, and, and, and you know, we'll we'll see where it leads to. You know, maybe I can make some big money when Trump come back out in two years. You know what I mean? Have some of them uh, yeah. white GOP people <laughs> throw some money this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all flying millions and millions of dollars. Just break a brother off a piece, and I'll say whatever you give me a script. (laughs) We'll see how it goes from there. So uh, I'm looking forward uh, to this weekend. But you were talking Mm -hmm. about the uh, the 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 psychotropics, right? And um, I came across a book. I'm I'm probably 75% through. Usually that's all I usually read because books get redundant but uh mass murder and white coats i put the 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 the, uh the title up if you got kendall you should be able Mm -hmm. to pull it up with with ease that book is going for a pretty penny on the uh on the printed market and and that book is telling the story of the whole journey from using these psychotropics right and in it, some of the medicines that we they were naming, they're using today. I was like, man, God damn, <laughs> right? <laughs> the shit to take away your emotions. So some of the stuff these white folks on, they take now, had no emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, putting you in highly uh, susceptible states of mind, so you're highly suggestible. And uh, they've been doing this stuff for quite some time. Yes, they have. But this stuff that's coming out now, you know, is very powerful. And I like the way you've made the correlation between the increase in these pharmaceuticals uh, with the the suicides, the mass shootings, and and stuff like that. Of course, you know, not to go too far in that Jim Jones thing, we all know that story. But that is one aspect that is rarely spoken about. Right, so when when when, yep. when they went down in that jungle and emptied it out, man, they found a boatload of psychotropics down there. I mean, a boatload, and uh, mm. and he had doctors down there. A lot of people don't know he had a full medical staff. You had white coats down there, and they were drugging those people. So when they shot up the congressman when he went down there, and people passing him notes and shit. And the congressman went down there like he was going to do something, and they shot that mm-hmm. whole plane up. When they described the people who were doing the shooting, they said those people look like zombies. 
right? Like mm-hmm. they were on something. Like like you know how AOC got those wide eyes and and okay. with, with with the big old no, bubble eye look. Mm-hmm. And you see that going across some of them, them lunatics. They got that same look with the bubble eyes. That's how they describe those shooters. So not only was he down there doing whatever was he doing, mm-hmm. they were down there experimenting with those psychotropics on those people. You know, uh, some believe that he was, you know, they were trying to make assassins. You know, people that they can program to go in and do the job. That also happened in Angola because Jones was in Angola before Jonestown, mm. you know, took off. So he also did time okay. in Angola. Did he go to Guyana? He, Guyana? he did time. <clears throat> yeah, Guyana was his last stop. So he was down okay. in Bolivia uh, running operations. Hmm. He was over in Angola. And one thing they all had in common was the use of some very heavy psychotropic drugs. And uh, so I thought it was interesting that you made that, you know, that correlation. Uh, yeah. We may be looking at a conversation. Yeah, I had to look that up. Yeah, I, I right. had to read that. I'm like, a 3,000% increase in subscribed antidepressants to young right. people 8 to 18? Mm-hmm. And that's just the 8 to 18. You could imagine what it was for the grown-ass folks. Yeah. Like, all these motherfuckers on pills. I, I wonder what the percent. What y'all think, y'all? Uh, crowd participation. What percentage do you think that people, and this is through America, are on some type of prescription drugs? Baruji says ninety percent. Baruji says ninety. Mm. Nanya says ninety-nine point nine. Ethereum says seventy <laughs> percent. <laughs> God damn! I, I, I'm I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. Mm-hmm. These people are fucked up out here. They are walk. This is the Walking Dead. We understand why it was such a popular show. It's metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are the real one percent. Say that shit. Okay, for real. My, I mean. I hate to say it, my I think I think both my I know my oldest sister was on some shit because she was supposedly diagnosed with a uh, bipolar, so I know she on some shit. Uh, my youngest sister, I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past that she's fucked around with something possibly, or is given right. prescribed something, whatever the case may be, whether that be Adderall or whatever the case may be, some shit. Um, Oshun says the show Euphoria is showing that most of the youth are, yeah, so about 90, 95% are nuts, yeah. I, I agree, man. They they are. Now, now, uh, oh, man, I have to, I got to own up to this. I'd be lying if I did not tell y'all I was very pleased with the legalization of marijuana. Why? Because I'm devilish in the fact that I make money off of it. I am part owner of a cannabis business. But they are making cannabis and cannabinoid shit that is extremely laboratory-grown and concocted. They got shit out here that is so 
fucking strong. All right? Like, this ain't the shit that you just grow and you just make grade A organic-ass weed. Because what y'all don't know about me, me and um and Daryl, who, you know, I've been with for a long time. Everybody know Daryl. who have been around here. You know, that's the, you know, father of my children. Um, we grew. We grew. We grew. We grew our own shit. We always grew our own, own shit in our, in, in our um, you know, in our yard. So you can make some real potent with great strains and shit. This is what we did. But this shit, now, because now industry part of it, in the manufacturing side and, and in the distribution side, there are white boys, let's just call it what it is, there are white boys who are straight um, scientists who have who, who dialed around in, um, what's that shit called, Mr. Liar? I'm trying to think of the name of people who, who, who fuck around in the labs, what type of uh, science they're into. But they've now moved over to the weed game, and they are creating shit that are like, like 200 times potent than the greatest granddaddy purple you could ever smoke, okay? Co- the concentrates, chemists, thank you, Ethereum, chemists, yes. Mm-hmm. And they've come on over to the cannabis side. And I'm telling you, they are making concentrates that are, I won't fuck with. But I, I, I will not fuck with it. I will not fuck with Dab. I will not touch um, Keith. I will not touch um, any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And now you got that shit. wax, yeah. I don't fuck with it, man. You know, I, I don't bruise you. I, I mean, I, I got access to it all day, every day. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a CBD pen and shit like that. Or um, occasionally, I usually do it for celebrations, like when I close a deal or do something, I'll hit, I'll hit a joint. You know what I'm saying? I, I will. I, I'm not going to lie. I can do that. I'm grown around here. Who's going to check me? Um, but um, the shit that they got out here now, it, it brings a, um, another level of zombieism, right? So you got pills, highly potent marijuana, right, for these young folks. This is why they're not, a lot of them are not productive. <laughs> this is not productive motherfuckers, depressed suicidal, and will harm you, okay? This is what you got going at it. It is a, it's a hell of a combination. You know what I'm saying? What, what you got, Mr. Larry? <clears throat> you know, uh, indications that some of this new stuff is causing schizophrenia in people. Uh, I can see it. We have to, yeah, we have, we have to see how that goes, but... <clears throat> That's the, the the new concern with uh, prolonged marijuana use, uh, mm-hmm. because they mix it in, you know, with everything. You know, they got to keep the population docile, you know, uh, right? Because any moment that you don't, right, some shit gonna come bubbling mm-hmm. up to the surface that you know they're not quite ready to handle. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Because everybody see what's going on, they just too goddamn dazed out, right? And to really do anything about it, that's part of the uh, the, the the silent weapons of war. You know, the silent uh, weapons people, of war. Say that getting people addicted. Mm-hmm. 
to these uh, powerful things, man. And it's the same thing they was doing on the street. They're just now pushing the pharmaceutical side of it, right? The same cartels, mm-hmm. you know, that um, controls that stuff to, 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 to keep everybody, you know, uh, docile. Because some of this shit they're doing in America is amazing. That the people haven't burnt this goddamn place down, not in an Antifa sense, but just in regular everyday folks saying enough is enough. I mean, these people are just wide open, just stealing and lying and don't even care about the shit, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the, uh, you know, the drugs has, has has a lot to do with it. The drugs has a lot to do with it, uh, wow. especially marijuana. Because like you said, they have the capabilities to... A lot of that stuff is synthetic. A lot of that stuff is not even coming from what we know as a marijuana plant, right? Um, they growing them in labs and putting all types of stuff in it, you know, modified with GMO marijuana. You smoke that shit and, you know, you be gone for the whole day. When we used to smoke it back in the day. You get about 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. after you eat, you go to sleep. Man, they be smoking that shit now. They be lying out like they done took a shot of dope or something, man. Like, what kind of uh, marijuana is that? But all of that is designed to to, to keep the public dumb down, right? Uh, you docile. You don't have to worry about nobody bailing against you if they high. You don't have to worry about that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Exactly. All right, so let's let's scoot over here to um, we know CERN, right? We've been talking about CERN and their and their their starting of the um, what's that shit called the collider, whatever the case may be. What is that shit? The collider thing, right? We were, I was um, on the show last night with Don, and we were talking about um, you know what are they using it for? I was saying they're trying to blast through to fold space and time so they can travel wormholes trying to do some galactical shit. Don said they were trying to get through. She said they're trying to burrow through the, the like the seal, like a tearing of tearing in to get to the other side. Well, I got this update for y'all. And again, we don't do coincidences, right? No, we do not. And it ain't by no chance Right after, right after they fucked around and started that nuclear, that fucking collider reactor, guess what was reported today? This is to um, smooth over the public. For anything that we see that looks out of the ordinary, if we start seeing um, things we've never seen go on in this planet, and we start seeing some out there type shit, or anomalies, or um, earthquake, whatever. This ain't by chance. One day after they turn on the kaleidoscope, that collider, whatever the fuck it's called, guess what they say they discovered today? All right? Scientists have found a huge hole in the Earth's ozone layer over the tropics that is approximately seven times larger than anything they've ever seen. They also found that the hole exists year-round and is sitting over an area where half the global population resides. 
Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. One day after, one day after, they make sure they put in print. It ain't in, it ain't in big media. It's just on, um, it's on Now This, which is a, um, part of, um, which is a subsidy of new, um, Newsweek magazine, that they found a hole seven times larger than anything that resides right over Antarctica. Now, we know from our tablets reading, from all the um, secret government shit, that the, what they do in Antarctica, that is a neutral meeting spot for all world powers, Antarctica is. There's, post, there's no beefing, there's no war, there's nothing. It's a place where they congregate and they have a, a joint project in Antarctica. It ain't by motherfucking chance that they say they found the biggest thing. That's why I'm sticking to these motherfuckers was blasting through to, to bend space and time with something so powerful that only can be generated to, to create open portals, black holes, whatever you want to call it. And that, to me, that's, that's not my coincidence that today they're talking about they found some shit seven times larger than anything they've ever discovered over fucking Antarctica. So we might just be ready to see some shit that we have never seen in our lifetimes coming through Antarctica all throughout the world. Because it looked like they accomplished what they might have been seeking out to do. They might have accomplished their goal. Because, again, they ain't going to show it to the masses. They're not going to show none of that shit. Only thing you're going to get really is a fucking um, live stream that's actually recorded that looks live. But it's recorded. Matter of fact, it's all green screen and shit. But they run it. You know, and I know they do that all day because guess what? I run live broadcasts on LinkedIn that ain't live, but it says live. But it's a recording of me demonstrating. This is what they do, right? That's what they do right now. That's what they did last night. None of that shit was live. We do nothing but put a uh, <laughs> download a video and run it live while they got to the real business, the real agenda of what they were doing, which is bursting through, whichever way it might be, up, down, left, right, whatever. They busting through. That's what they wanted. Okay, let's read what it says. It says, scientists analyze the average annual ozone layer, layer changes and fluctuations in temperature over the last 30 years to show the magnitude of the newly discovered, newly discovered hole in the ozone layer. All right? Ozone layer depletion leads to high levels of UV radiation on the Earth's surface, which has detrimental effects with human health. Okay. Point being, they knew, because we already know, like I said, when they open up shit, there is different type of um, rays that come through. We, we read them in the tabs, right? We, we um, From the angstrom, like how it's, how it's measured, we saw things that are so tiny, the particles, the shit that is coming through. Yeah, it's coming through, and it's probably going to be real detrimental to all these people who fucked up their genome, who have fucked up their RNA. They might be, again, fucked up for real, as um, they have these mutations going on inside of them. But yeah, um, 
They just open shit up to allow whatever it is to come on through. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I think, like I said, it ain't by chance that they just now dropping that out for you, telling you what they discovered. And they ain't even got no article on this shit, Mr. Lowry. They ain't even dropped a full article. They just announced it. So they ain't even give us no data, no research that we can actually read into. They just wanted to just make an announcement that they found a hole over Antarctica seven times larger than anything they've ever seen. What you got on that? Anybody, what you got? Uh, <laughs> on that, I mean, man, they trying to figure that shit out. Now, they they trying to figure out why they can't figure it out. So they want to go and beam <laughs> all this shit. They, they uh-huh. want to, they trying, they looking for that God particle. Mm. They can't figure out out of, from all of their computer simulation, why does nanotech is not happening according to their simulation. They 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 go deeper and, and the deeper they go into the minute, the more they're finding that they cannot control. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. All this grand ass mm-hmm. technology that they have and some of it is good, but there's something more powerful in the nano that they can't account for. <laughs> so right. of course they're gonna, you know, try to beam into the skies, man. Humans, man, we we got twisted because when you go back into, especially down in Africa, when you go back to some of their old writings, it's almost like they had an understanding of cos uh, cosmology. And they live one with cosmology. See, it was the European that put all these names and labels and all this shit on mm-hmm. top of what was there because that's what well, they understood it as to be. But when you look into it, man, it was almost like, you know, they were one. And us humans in 2024, we looking at ourselves as if we the fucking center of the universe and all our asses exist in the beam of light outside of that motherfucking beam mm. of light who knows what's out there motherfucker? <laughs> who knows and we gotta exist <laughs> on the beam because as the <laughs> earth rotates part of us become dark so if it was mm. all fucking light up there then explain why the fuck it gets dark in Washington D.C. after a certain time and all I can see is the light reflection from the moon it would be light all of the... We wouldn't be able to rotate away from the light because you'll be surrounded by light, right? Right. We live on that beam. We live on that frequency, but outside of that frequency is where the majority is. We're a speck of dust in this shit. And the white man can't... You know, he, he, he thinks he God. He's playing with God now. So he can do that shit if he wants to. You fuck around and blow all of us up. <laughs> messing around because obviously it's an unseen power that's driving particle to nanoparticle to the quark to the atom to the cell. There's an unseen power that's driving all of that, and they can't get. They're trying to get to it. They're trying to get to it, but they can't. 
You can't. They can't. Period. All right. You can't. All right. We may be able well, to get to it easy. if we're able, mm-hmm. uh, once we transform, once we come out of the human body, you probably could, you may be able to get to it or you may be able to experience But in this fucking body that we have right now, mm-hmm. we can't even go above the clouds. We're burning the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's more, that's cool. that, that goes in line with what Don was saying. He was like, these motherfuckers can't get out. They're trapped in the dome. They're trapped in the right. dome. they try to bust out the dome. <laughs> they try to bust out the motherfucking dome. We're like, are y'all crackers crazy? Mm-hmm. Because what tell it what who knows what uh, direct beam of energy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, you can that's gonna come on through. Pierce through the Earth's atmosphere that would mm-hmm. screw everybody up. I is up under water. We up under those clouds, <laughs> and this crack up here playing with this shit. So, who knows? what it would lead to, but I am optimistic as about it. It makes me laugh, right? Because all his grand technology, there's something still there driving it, and he can't account for it, and he trying to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, we'll look at it, man. We'll look at it. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, we're going to look at it, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me know how the fuck it is when you go to – you beam your ass through that that thing and then come on back and holler at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I got this one for you, Mr. Larry. I, I really wanted okay. to hear um, what you had to say about this. And and, and everybody listening, and you know, we love the, we love the participation. I you know, I I've been saying for quite some time. You know, they had to take down America to to get their new liberal order. All the shit that they want to institute, economic reform, Great Reset, 2030, the whole shebang of bang. Well, guess what your president did? Guess what your president did on the under or whatever, you know. I think you might have posted it. It could have come from you. Yeah, matter of fact, I know it did because you you always post that good shit on political politics. So I got it from you. He let – he's letting – U.S. oil from the strategic oil uh, reservoir and sending it overseas, y'all. <laughs> this this yeah. fool is getting millions of barrels a day from the strategic oil reserve and shipping it overseas, J1. Ain't nobody checking him. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody saying shit about this shit. Who told this motherfucker to do that? <laughs> Why are they doing it? It's the questions that's supposed to be asked. Okay? No one that's going to put more stress on what's going on here that's going to be able to keep gas and all energy shit high. Why the fuck are you shipping it overseas? It's 
It sounds like we're right back at pre-1776, if you believe in that concocted ass story they gave us, right? We can take it. And, uh, man, they treating us like a motherfucking labor colony and shit. <laughs> you, these silly-ass Negroes who who voted, supposedly, for this fool, for this puppet, literally, who gets wound up to go out and do what he do, how they're not saying a word. They quiet as a fucking church mouse. Knowing that that is going to keep shit high. You when you have come on y'all. What is the what is the saying go? You get shit and you you, you make money and you let it go through the back door? Well what's mm-hmm. then what does the mm-hmm. house get? What does the right. house get? If I'm bringing shit in the front door and it's going right out the back, what happens to the house? Mm-hmm. They purposely have to just tr- to try to destroy this motherfucker. I don't care what nobody say. That's they they have to. They have to put strain on the people. If you create enough strife, if you create enough strain, people will beg for any solution that they bring to the table. This is another fold in that plan. It's another fold in that plan. You mean a t- the oil reserves, the strategic oil reserve is specifically <laughs> for domestic use. It's, it's purposely created for domestic use. Right. That's what it's, that what it's made for, nothing else. So how the fuck does this clown get away with sending it overseas? You talk about treason. Right. You know what I'm saying? You talk about derelict duty. What? You use your emergency powers to shit, send shit out the country. So like like you said the other day, don't worry. You, you, you motherfuckers don't have to pay the price for what they got going on for their proxy war regardless. He, he said this is a sacrifice. This is this is what it takes. When the last when the fuck did a war in a foreign country fuck up America? Not in our lifetime. How long did they do Iraq? What did they do the Gulf War? Set oil refineries on fire in the Middle East in Kuwait. Shit was on fire. Gas, I don't remember gas prices going up to six, seven dollars. Do you? We were, we we were here. That was the nineties. That was ninety one, ninety two. We was in our prime. We was youngsters. We was young tenders around here in ninety two, ninety three. We remember very well. Saddam shit didn't um raise gas prices through the fucking roof. Then we had, that was the Gulf War, right? And then, that was the Gulf War. And then we had the Iraq invasion, right? Okay? Then we had the Iraq, right? That's been going on for all these years. Still involving oil-producing countries. Gas prices never went up. Now, I understand Afghanistan. Afghanistan is a major pipeline for oil and natural gas. They they invaded and occupied Afghanistan for 20 years. Gas prices ain't go up. But you mean to tell me this Ukraine-Russia shit has got shit through the roof? You can't get me to believe that shit. I don't care how much oil produced how much oil production uh, Russia does. Only in 
Eastern Europe, we get a little bit of Russian oil, but that's just because you want to keep international ties and business going, so you do a little deal. So we get a majority of our oil from. Most of that shit is domestically done, and then you, your partnership with OPEC. China said, fuck, fuck America and everybody else. Jinping, Jinping told their oil refineries to reduce production by 40%. Just dropped today. You see, that's what we call a global conspiracy. That's what we call a global conspiracy. The second largest economy in the world says reduce production by 40%. People forget when this clown took office, he said that we are reducing our oil production. People forget. They have really fucked up memories. Like, you know, they get their brains wiped often. They forget that's what he said. What up, boss lady? Boss lady 38 in the building. What's happening, boss lady? People forget that. So you understand? This is the this is to let you know it's all done purposely. You got the Fed. The Fed Reserve was about to hike up interest rates higher than they have in the last twenty five years. Do you understand what it's going to do to particular companies? They will start laying people off. Interest rates go up. That means that particular companies who have been running their operation off of cheap money. What I mean by cheap money is because interest rates have been like at zero or one percent, two percent for the last. 15 years. So you raise that shit up, that means certain companies will not be using cheap money, so they have to reduce their budgets because now they, you know, they have to scale back. So that means people get laid off. All that shit that this clown is touting, 3.6 unemployment rate, understand, it will go up. It will go up. It will reach 10%. I'm saying by year's end. Mark my words, July 6, 2022, 826 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The unemployment by year's end, well, I say will be near 10%. We only got, were we in the second quarter, Mr. Lowry? Are we in the second quarter? In the second uh, quarter, We're right? going into the third quarter. Yes, second quarter to third. We're going to the third. Okay. Because six months. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, they already right. adjusted the number. I remember uh, a couple of shows ago, uh, the mm-hmm. issue came up about recession. So they adjusted mm-hmm. the last quarter backwards, <laughs> right? And they always do that, right? Mm-hmm. They give you a high number and then come a couple of months later and adjust it to its true number. Uh, so we're already in a recession because, you know, two quarters, and that's 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 the ball game, right? Two quarters of, right. of uh, and we're in negative territory right. as far as growth right now. And the yeah, oil they won't has release it. you know, to do with that. They haven't released the but, GDP. You know, something you said uh, earlier now is fucking amazing. Where are all What's these that? goddamn motherfucking black lives matter niggas at? You know what I mean? Why it's a strange <laughs> silence going on now. <laughs> So silent. It's deafening silence. It's a deafening, and that's the crazy part because he's doing it. 
you know, openly. He's ascending. He's, he's they in an abusive relationship. Niggas are in an abusive relationship with Democrats. <laughs> they are in a domestic <laughs> abusive <laughs> relationship. That shit is domestic violence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they come out and beat their ass. They come out and just slap the shit out of them every two, two to four years. Just come out and just, just beat their ass. And then they be like, okay, honey, I do better. What you need? You need me to go get, okay. You need me to go get my friends? Okay. <sighs> Oh, I mean, so far. Are they waiting off, on another cop? So oh, okay, this this boss lady said they're waiting on another cop killing. Well, you know they got they 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 look like they might have gotten the the situation with the sixty ninety shot round shit. With the, with I the, called um, it. Cat I thought about you when that happened too, now because I said it you on did. this show a few times. The only thing was missing in this cycle <laughs> was a black a black person getting shot by the police. And yep. lo and behold, what do we have? What do we yep. have? <clears throat> what do we have? They was actually protesting uh, here in D.C. the 4th of July. The black, the, the all-black crew uh, was marching through the crowd. I'm glad they didn't instigate anything. There was a lot of people in D.C. I'm glad they didn't do that. Was it? But I, I, I have to tell you. Uh, say for? my name. Say my name to the to the new guy. You know, they're trying to rile up. Say uh, my name. Who that? Uh, yeah, like when they was like uh, George Floyd. That was one of the uh, slogans that Antifa oh, and the oh, Black oh. Lives, when they would march through, say my name was one of their slogans that they chant. Say my name. And yeah, so they was here in D.C., you know, the same thing with uh, this cat who okay. just uh, allegedly got shot um, 60 times. You know, oh, never wow. the matter that right, it's right. perfect timing. How come these people never get shot in an off-election year, like during winter? How wow. come it always happens <laughs> in the summer leading up to an election? Wow. How is that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you got to get something to generate to, to reinvigorate niggas. Because what happened was, working. like I said, it, it, is, yeah, it, it is the perfect case of, um, what is that shit called, when you're abusive? Stockholm Syndrome is right. a perfect example. They get them riled up, get right. them in there. To, they create the environment for them to get in, regardless if it's by hook or by crook. By hook right? or crook. Because I'm not for one instance, I'm not going to just say they always just upright win shit, okay, either side for, for that matter, if I'm keeping it a buck. But I'm saying we're talking about Democrats here. They create the environment of unrest to be able to get in and take office. So then once they in there the first two years, nothing happens. None of the promises, nothing that they say is even close to being done to what they said they would do. They gave niggas Juneteenth. They made that a federal holiday. This is what you get. You give right. niggas a holiday. You have Juneteenth. You don't get police reform, though. You get none of that shit. You get a psychiatrist and shit, right? We want to send a psychiatrist right. in there, and that's going right. to help it. Man, operatives, man, the police fucking forces filled with operatives. Those, right. that's the enforcement <laughs> of these crazy so motherfuckers. Here's the is the police? So here's the here's the abusive cycle. 
nothing happens. Two years later, an incident jumps off. Whether it be uh, Louis Gates getting jammed up by the police, going in his own house, and they have a beer Sunday. Whether it's Trayvon, whether it's Mike Brown, uh, you know what I'm saying? Now you have this, this new shit right here. Okay? This is how you energize uh, niggas who become despondent because nothing is really happening. Niggas know how to really hope and pray. That's what niggas are good at. Niggas are good at hoping and praying. Okay? Asian people know how to turn a wristwatch into a TV. Niggas know how to hope and pray. And with their hope and prayers, it is done and used in the wrong way because it's not used as spiritual force. It's not used as spiritual uh, warfare, but it's used in a way of begging, hoping and praying in the form of begging, of hope and prayer. Not prayer and going within to conjure up shit, but to hope and pray. Okay? Right, IB said people kill, police kill people, someone every single day. But people choose which story to highlight. They give them, they feed them. They feed them, IB, they feed them what is to be highlighted. They talk about all these motherfuckers that just got shot up in Chicago again. 20 plus again in two days in a 48-hour period again. It's not a conversation that they want to have, right? It's not a conversation they want to have because they have to keep the chaos and confusion going on with their new communities. That is a must. They have to keep it going. So they will never address it. They will never have a sit-down or a roundtable where it's like, you got prominent Nubians who say we have to change shit. It will never be a national conversation. Never not, no, never not. It just won't. And again, that's how they use niggas' hopes and prayers. Because niggas have hopes and prayers that that will be a, a discussion and a roundtable with government and thinking that they're going to provide them the funds and the necessary things to be able to turn their shit around. No. It comes from DIY. Do it yourself. Niggas have forgot what self-determination means. When the last time you heard any niggas, any Nubian people who sit on national shows talk about self-determination? Self-determination. Let me write that word down. Self <laughs> determination. When was the last time that conversation was had on a broad scale? On CNN. Fuck. You know, even what's her name? Uh Kathy Hughes T V one. You definitely know it ain't gonna be on B E T. That shit owned by uh, the people that own Viacom now. Joy Reed who sit over there on MSNBC, Simone, whatever the fuck her name is, with the bald head, who sit up on MSNBC. They're made to keep niggas distracted with shit about LGBTQ rights and shit like that. Not self-determination. 
but inclusion. I don't, I don't want to be included in anything. I build my own table, and if you fuck with me, it's because I do what I do very good. I said that's all. Come to the demonstration of my ability to have self-determination and a skill set and to do what the fuck it is, whatever it is any of us do. But again, Mr. Lowry just dropped. At least 10 people died after being shot, and another 62 were wounded in Chicago over the 4th of July weekend. Holy shit. 62? 62, y'all? You haven't heard a word. Oh, tell me them numbers off. Tell me them numbers wrong, man. Tell me them numbers wrong. Right. Oh, that's verified. I got a couple of articles on it, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everything I post, oh, I, just made my stomach I try to verify it with the three articles. I just post one. Yeah. But I okay. verify it. Mm-hmm. Brother Lowry just gave us his definition of self-determination is a free choice of one's own acts and states without external compulsion. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Man. Is niggas afraid of self-determination, Mr. Lowry? Never now because we're looking in the wrong place. They got they got a carrot in front of a goddamn hamster wheel. Not just a hamster wheel. They put a carrot in front of that bitch. And you just running in the middle. That's it, right? Just running all damn day. Hamster ain't gone nowhere. The mm-hmm. reason these murders will never be solved because we're looking in the wrong place. Right? We need a, we need a total perspective change. So if these people are attacking our communities with psychotropic drugs, which we discussed, right? Yes. They're yes. forcing foreign synthetic shit into people's arms, we discussed. They're yeah. cutting you off um, from energy, really, we discussed. They're burning up all your goddamn farms, we discussed. Mm. Unemployment is on the rise. We discussed. Inflation is off the chart, devaluing our dollar. We discussed. And even if you're a good Negro and got a good job, your 401 and your mutual funds is fucked up right now. We discussed. So if all of those things is true, how come when we get these weird fucking shootings and these people are intentionally silencing this stuff, no mention whatsoever. You would think in this age of gun control that these inner cities, especially in blue areas, where we're seeing a spike in Washington, D.C., uh, a spike in Louisiana, Chicago forever, St. Louis is seeing the spike, and, of course, down in Baltimore. That's the top, mm-hmm. all of them, on pace mm-hmm. to break a record again this year. Nobody has said a word. Why? Because it's by fucking design. They got agents in our community whose primary purpose 
is to keep animosities going against an unsuspected community who don't have a track record of critical thinking. And we're mm-hmm. writing it off as black on fucking black crime, and it's not. So what is it then? Those are if you if if if, if we say oh agent provocateurs okay 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 they 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 they're provocateurs I've mm-hmm. seen it in my life like in 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 when 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 crack was big and they'd come and shut your little spot down to jump out to come in the car and they just jump the fuck out on the car and I know everybody yeah, jump out and yeah. then there yeah. was one person who was with the crew who pulled out his badge and you'd be like I'd be a motherfucker. <laughs> not, not just that, yeah. Not, not just that. The motherfuckers who 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 are compromised, who are compromised, who they flipped, that are go that are made to go out and create havoc in communities, that they and let have free reign to, to to allow them to have free reign to do that shit. They know who they is. They know who they are. They know where they be. They can stop shit right now if they really want to. They don't. Because they're, so they're the ones who are creating it. And until right. we ask the right questions, we can keep writing it off. We've been talking about black on black murder since the 80s, uh, since the NWA days. The shit has just been nonstop. We done try everything in the book. We beg and we play. Half of those little kids scared their south. You got kids who can't even, you know, they're scared to go to school. They're living in constant fear, driving anxiety. And they got a pill for their anxiety, too, right? You can't so got anxiety. I was about anxiety to say, there you go. I was just about to say that there's a reason for the more pills. Traumatized. You know what I'm <laughs> so they talking about gun control and all that shit. Ain't nobody registering none of those fucking guns in Chicago. Ain't none of them. So we're looking in the wrong place, and there is no doubt in my mind that is exactly the case. That's why you're not hearing about it, because if they if they publicize it, you will get enough people who sit down and say, let's look at this situation. Right. Right? But we just niggas. That's the problem. Mm. We okay. just niggas. And it's just another nigga killing another nigga. So let's just move on to Parkland, where they probably had something to do with the shit that they too. <laughs> like they got it coming <laughs> and they got it yeah. going. They got yeah. it coming and they, they got keep it going. going. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. So and I they got a thing called auxiliary cops. He said they got a thing called auxiliary cops that are between the ages of 16 and 19 years old. Ugh. When you look at auxiliary the, cops. Um, the, the hippie movement. 21 Jump Street when shit. You, <laughs> right. But when you go mm-hmm. and look at the hippie movement, it was the fucking government bringing in LSD. Yes. The government CIA. was doing that shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and the CIA are flooded with psychologists, too. So they were bringing oh, all yes, of that are. stuff. But it's hard for people to just take a slightly different mm-hmm. perspective. No. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
and yep. without a difference, we need a whole fucking psychic change. <laughs> no, like, we got, we got, yeah, we've been trying to create our own psychic drive, and it's, it's, it only comes through small pockets like how we gather here to, today and how we've been gathering here for, for you know, the X amount of years. We do our own level of psychic driving that, that keeps us protected and keep us out the way. We pass that shit on down to our children. These are the genetic and what they call the inheritable, heritable mutations we pass down to our children. Because that's the only thing we we can do. Because this outside shit, this greater outside world, um, we outnumbered. But yeah. it starts it start it starts with us, and we pass it down to our children. And then, shit, depending on how many generations of your your seed being here, you might have some shit. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that they you see we outnumbered because people enjoy filth. That's why. Mm. <laughs> so they're not going to call oh. it, and they're not going to look at it, and they're not going to go against their white daddy. Know how much they say, down with the white man. The white man is their right. daddy. And to even consider mm-hmm. that the white man setting all this shit up will go against their whole total fiber. Because oh. it's ridiculous. 62 all motherfuckers 62 shot in shot. a weekend. That and is, we have not that's heard about war it. zone shit, y'all. That shit that goes on in wars. Sixty-two. That's you round it up. That's a hundred people. I, I'm just gonna round it up, right? We was taught in math. Anything above fifty, you go, you round up. There's a hundred people in a weekend, in a strong beginning. It's weekend for them because it's goddamn it's weak. A hundred. And how many did? Twenty-four. Third of it, a third of that sixty-two, yeah, gone. Wow, yeah, that's some wild shit. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Let, let me know, Baruji. Please check in. Yeah, you know we always love to check re- our own, you know, our resources. I know um, my brother, Mister Lowry, does really good um, research and investigative um, things. Like Chicago. He, said he, sure he has multiple. That is a, it is a lot. I mean, just to hear that number, that is some wild shit. A Chicago, year to date, three hundred and fifteen people shot and killed, shot and wounded, one thousand three hundred seventy-seven. Total shot, one thousand six hundred ninety-two. Total homicides, three hundred and forty-four. That's just hmm. this year. That's just just here. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, don't this shit be like within a 10 block radius too? Yeah, on like both of the extremes on the east and west side. On the east, the south, west and the side, west. south side. So they're separated, uh, yeah. But if we if we did it in, in a block radius, right, it would be like probably like 10, 12 block radius. We're talking about a, yeah. a straight confined area, basically. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Ivy. That's what I'm saying. I, I just want I'm, that's what I'm um, visualizing. If we talk about South Side, West Side, um, when they say a majority of shit go down, um, yeah, you're, you're talking about a, a, a small radius of area. So yeah, 
it's, it's dense, though. It's very dense. Right now. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's dense. It's very dense. Mm-hmm. So you have dense areas. So it's a lot of people in those areas. Right. But I see out here in the, in the Bay, and always it just referred to, to where I was born, my hometown of Oakland, um, you know, they shoot each other. But it's like they drive totally ridiculous. I see it's been so many car accidents and flips and hit and runs. Motherfuckers getting run the fuck over. And I think that's that's another um, – reminds me of the class that Dr. York says, nature does not want you here. There's a class that says nature doesn't want you here. And there's this section where he says um, that, like, these motherfuckers get their voice in their head where they're told to, like, step on the gas. Do do ninety in a forty five, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I'm like, is that being amplified with with the the you know the coding, the lean, and everything else? Do they intoxicating their system with on top of of that? um, You know, nature doesn't want you here type situation. Yeah, that's just something uh, you know, just something to think about. Something just something to think about. I be sure they be sober though. I don't know, I be. They be pretty fucked up. I don't know if I was gone. They be they they bad shit crazy. Something. Yes. But yeah, that's what you got. Come on, so think when about you have this sustained rate of people just homicides, you have to begin mm-hmm. to look beyond the past. You have to. You know what I mean? You got to look beyond what you're looking at. Because obviously what you're looking at is not what it is because the shit keeps happening. But I thought that article was interesting, you know, to see all that. And and none of that has reached the mainstream news at a time when they're trying to, you know, confiscate all our weapons and shit, right? You would think, Chicago... Take away all the guns, but see, if you look at Chicago, it's going to upend their false story because all of the, that stuff is illegal weapons. It has nothing to do with legal permitted owners. Right. And it'll flip exactly. that whole narrative around, right? So, yes. So. Well, we got to start looking out the box, you know. Um, any man that has turned your child into a transvestite will definitely flood your community <laughs> with clandestine-ass black ops motherfuckers keeping that shit going. <laughs> right. and, and black people, is easy. All you got to do is give a black dude that look just like that neighborhood, give him $100,000 and a good car and an apartment that all the government own, all that shit. But the man on the street won't know that. he look at him right. as a big-time hustler coming to town. The plug. <laughs> right? That, that what we say. The plug, right? The plug. Yeah, the plug. That's all we see is the plug. We ain't need to ask the plug, man. Where you get all this shit from, man? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. We never all ask right. that question. Ever. So. Mm. Well, here, here we go. We got this. Uh, we got this here. Um, what the hell? Somebody just sent me a Ukrainian flag. I didn't ask for no goddamn Ukrainian flag. What's up, uh, one, one line? Just passing out Ukrainian flags. Man, you see how they force it on niggas? You see that? See how they force it? See how they force shit on us? 
put out one line. Just, just force it on them. Here, take 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 these Ukrainian flags. Oh man, trying to put that shit in our um in our subconscious. <laughs> Support that shit. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate the, okay. the, the gesture. One line for the flag. Right, right. <laughs> 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 We're gonna be disappointed in coming here. We like fuck Ukraine. Ukraine they got shit to do with us. Right. But they they got a lot of I know they got a lot of neo Nazis over there. I know I know right. that much Ukraine do. I know they got a lot of neo Nazis. Mm-hmm. We'll say fuck you niggas. That I do know. So, uh, one live then blessed us all with a Ukrainian flag, if that's what it is. The then blessed us all. Mm-hmm. The whole, now the whole room got got them Ukrainian flag. Ukrainian flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, just, just, hey, one live, just don't come here and try to give us no rainbow flag. All right? Don't right. come here giving us no rainbow shit. That's absolutely mm. no, no. They get you bounced and banned. Do you understand me? Bounced and banned. We start passing out rainbows. So one live in the hack the damn no. is what you're saying? Is it? Right. Do you want a Joe Biden? No. I don't even know what a Joe Biden flag. What is that? A, um, what is a Joe Biden flag? A, a senior citizen's uh, dementia flag? Mm. With, with a D on it for dementia. Right. I don't know. <laughs> no. Why they ain't talk about mm. gun control in Ukraine? Ooh. Because just getting 40, 54 <laughs> billion worth. What are you talking about? What gun control? Mm-hmm. Mm. They over there shooting people not going off over there, man. Why are they? We're we're, we're out the liberals. Stop telling yeah. people, right? Where where are they? You know, uh, and none of that shit is accountable. I, I, man, I these people shit be getting selected by everybody. They don't even know cherry picking issues like shit. You know what I mean? Now, this is what I want y'all to be upset about today, right? What about the twerking senator? <laughs> Did you hear about that now? The twerking senator? The, tw- the who, oh, the what? The, the House of Rep. No. It's called the uproar because she was twerking for, for votes, right? <laughs> and wait I look minute, at wait stuff a minute. Like back, that. It up. back it on up. Who was doing what for who? Senator T.R. Mack <laughs> was twerking for votes. Like, she got a viral TikTok <sighs> video. Go to my line, you'll see. She got a viral TikTok um, video that had her twerking <sighs> for, uh, she's up in Rhode Island. And she's trying to claim that people are upset at her because she's black and she's gay. <laughs> mm. So, 
Anything else, it's not about votes. It's not about votes per se. It's it's the conjuring of the energy. It's mobilization mm-hmm. of energy and people. People bring energy. You know what I'm saying? That energy is harnessed so they can do whatever the fuck they want. And in particular, Lubins are extremely powerful when it comes to energy. Correct. Right? We're people of the sun. Correct. So we conjure a lot of, of energy. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's what this shit is that's about. Crazy. It ain't about votes. Right. Stop it, IV. Stop lusting. We don't have no time for no lusting right now. Talk about she got talent. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one woman twerk. I haven't seen them all. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, should we saw get your booty to the poles when we saw strippers on the pole? We already knew what it was. Oh yeah, get yeah, 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 yeah. I remember pole. that. Get your booty to the pole. Correct. Most disgusting shit I've well, ever seen. Well, for us, that's how they campaign for us now, which is fucking crazy. Right. But <clears throat> <laughs> all right, I got this for y'all. We getting ready to head into overtime, y'all. We got two minutes to count down. One hundred and twenty <laughs> seconds before we head into overtime. Go ahead and um, charge your phone. Not charge your phones. Hang up and come back on in. Um. You know the call in number is one five one five six zero five ninety eight twenty eight. I'm gonna say that again because I said that really fast. One five one five six zero five ninety eight twenty eight, or you can hit it up on one four two five five six nine fifty two seventy four to hear the next hour of the show as we get ready to tap into "Behold the Pale Horse" by my man William Cooper. And let me give you this. I'm gonna give this to you. We can all read along together. Here you go. For your viewing pleasure. I think you should be able to use that. I don't know if you can use that. Um, <laughs> what do you, you mean, Rich? Rich said, I'm done. Did you just watch the video? You must have just watched the video. I can oh. imagine. I, I could imagine. I, I and Rich is all said, I'm done. Right. She said, "I'm done." <laughs> yeah, the twerking. I, I, I can't, I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of degradation of niggas. I, I, this is hard. Oh, really hard black to women. Continuously observe it. Yeah. Of black women, that's definitely well. Whether you, you know, agree with Kansas or not, that was probably mm-hmm. I thought was the prime reason she was under attack. Because she presented herself outside the norm that's prescribed for black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mine is her marrying a white man, but the other stuff. And then okay. she married a white man from fucking England. And that's a whole nother yeah. story. But yeah, she even in that, she points. presented herself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, differently. Um, mm-hmm. Because that this right here is, 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 is crazy. If, if 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 I was a black woman, I would be up in arms. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's nothing to about that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta we gotta check each other when it when it comes to that. You know, it's I mean, I don't want to. I'm not trying to act holier than thou. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. But it's just like, man, it's, it comes a time. When but when you're like, in the realm of 
power, immense power. She's a state senator. And then to degrade the seriousness of that job to some foolery, you know, uh, it's crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. Keep keep going real quick. Keep keep talking. You know, because, okay, because I know damn well if a black dude who was a, a state senator go running down the street with some speedo thongs on, talk about I'm exercising bodily autonomy and that's your state senator, man, all hell will be breaking loose. Uh, but I just think that's sad that as a state senator, as a black woman, she chose to get up there and uh, carry this extreme black lesbian line, you know, uh, bodily autonomy. That's the new thing. Oh, it's her body. Too? She can do whatever oh, she, she wants. That's, yeah, she's she gay. too? Oh. Yeah, they said that's why she's being oh. attacked because she's a black female. Then, of course, she's gay. <clears throat> oh, you're a newbie before you're, before you're gay. Okay, you're a newbie before you, your sexual uh, picking. Mm-hmm. So. But you know, yeah, as black know. Folks, this is Tom. This is Tom foolery to me. That's some. That's real cool shit to me. That's what I call cool shit. You know, right? That's that's real cool shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear nothing about Tim Scott being the cool. That's cool behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala dancing the Cardi B. Yeah. It's cool behavior. It's a play on that, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's cool behavior. And you know why? Uh, That's a motherfucker. It's okay. <laughs> She's just expressing her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But um <clears throat> we're gonna tap into this some of this this reading, um, y'all. We're gonna tap into Behold the Pale Horse. And we're going to start on page 107. The reason why we're starting on 107, which is chapter 4, because all the previous chapters is actually about the silent weapons for a quiet war, which we actually already did previously. So he kind of rehashed that in the first couple of chapters. So we're going to start um, with chapter 4, which is called The Secret Treaty of Verona, Precedent and Positive Proof of Conspiracy. This is the congressional record from the Senate. 1916, okay, this is where it comes from, the American Diplomatic Code, Volume 2, 1778 to 1884, all right, so we're going to dance on this, we're going to read it up, all right, let's go, or do you have, do you have it, Mr. Lowry, are you, are you, uh, Oh, I'm I'm, I'm having I'm, I'm up. We, we had 1916 congressional record, Mr. Owen. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm. With yes, you. sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, it says I wish to put in the record the secret treaty of Verona. This is all documented, y'all. This is um recorded, right? Record, record, whatever it's called. What's it called? Shit, like a record. The <laughs> meeting minutes and all that. I wish to put in the record of secret uh, the record the re- <laughs> Let me get a, some water. Hold on. I wish to put in the record the secret treaty of Verona, 
of November 22, 1822, showing that this ancient conflict is between the rule of the few and the rule of the many. I wish to call the attention to the Senate to this treaty because it is the threat of this treaty which was the basic of the Monroe Doctrine. It throws a powerful white light upon the conflict between monocle government and the government by the people. The Holy Alliance under the influence of the Metternich, the premier of Austria in 1822, issued this remarkable secret document. American Diplomatic Code, 1778 to 1884. The undersigned specially authorized to make some additions to the Treaty of the Holy Alliance after having exchanged their respective credentials have agreed as follows. Article 1, a high contract, the high contracting powers being convinced that the system of representative government is equal, equally as incapable with the um, monocle principles as the maxim of the sovereignty of the people with the divine right engaged mutually in the most solemn manner to use all their efforts to put an end to the system of representative government in whatever country it may exist in Europe and to prevent it's being introduced to those countries where it is not known. So they're saying right here in this first article that, um, what are they saying here? So they want to get, um, they're saying it's not possible. Are they saying it's not possible to have a sovereignty of the people? Is what he's saying? I could be wrong. But that's what it sounds like he's saying. All right, it says... You talking about Article 1? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Who does you want like? to read that again? Yeah. To make sure the, the audience... High contract, mm-hmm. Yes, the high contracting powers being convinced that the system of representative government is equally as incapable with the monarchical... Monarchical... Not, I play that wrong. Principles as the maxim of the sovereignty of the people with a divine right engaged mutually in the most solemn manner to use all their efforts to put an end to the system of representative governments in whatever country it may exist in Europe and to prevent it being introduced in those countries where it is not even yet known. So they say they don't want no government for the people by the people. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. This is a a diplomatic code that they put in. Yeah. Go ahead. It's an antithesis to a notorious, uh, a monarchical, authoritarian, totalitarian, all that shit. Right. Just different banners on it. So they're saying you can't have both at the same time. Mm. Okay. Article two. As it cannot be doubted that the liberty of the press is the most powerful means used used by the pretended supporters of the rights of nations to the detriment of those princes, the high contracting parties promise reciprocally to adopt all proper measures to suppress it. 
not only in their own states, but also in the rest of Europe. Okay? So this is, for, this is the press. They're saying there can be no liberty of the press. The press has to be controlled. That's what we're watching today, right? Totally controlled propaganda called the press, called information, right? Anything that's other than what they say is being deemed as misinformation, disinformation, you know, lies. So, again, this is why I say two, this is what, 200 years, 300 years in the making, well, whatever, how many, hundreds of years. Yes. But they have to make sure that that's how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Article 3. Convinced that the principles of religion contribute most powerfully to keep nations in the state of passive obedience, which, which they owe to their princes. The high contracting parties declared to be their intention to sustain in their respective states those measures which the clergy may adopt with the aim of um, emulating, emulating, mm-hmm. I don't know what that word means. I don't know what that means, though. Let me look it up. You know what that means? I don't know what that means. I gotta look it up. Um, it says to make uh, something bad better. or mm-hmm. make something better. Mm-hmm. Make something better to reform. Okay. So it's a re. Okay with the aim of ameliorating their own interests. So um, intimately connected with the preservation of the authority of the princes and the contracting powers join in offering their thanks to the Pope for what he has already done for them and solicit his um, constant cooperation and their views of submitting the nations. There you have it, the church. Still so they're going to hijack the church and use the power of the church mm-hmm. to, to fool a bunch of people right. to bow down to their dictates. Right. Which they've Still been doing Article forever. 4. Mm-hmm. They've been doing for hundreds of years. The situation of Spain and Portugal unite unhappily all the circumstances to which these treaties have particular reference. The high contracting parties in confiding to France the care of putting an end to them, engaged to assist her in the manner which may be least compliment, well, um, compliment, hmm, let me see what that is, too. I have to make sure I know these fucking words. I don't want me reading shit, and I don't know what it means. Uh, compliment means to pledge, to, um, to pledge by some act or declaration. Okay. So it says, in confiding to France, the care of putting an end to them, engaged to assist her in the manner in which they are least pledged them to their own people and to the people of France by means of a subsidy on the part of two empires, 20 million of francs every year from the date of the signature of this treaty to the end of the war. Are you talking about the... uh, Revolutionary War, what were they talking about? You're talking about 17-something, right? What, 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 what war is that where France was involved? I don't know. I can't think right now. I see. They may be talking about the French. Yeah. Right. I think they are. <laughs> I think they are. Number five, 
In order to establish in the peninsula the order of things which existed before the revolution of Cadiz, there's Cadiz, and to ensure the entire execution of the articles of the present day, the present treaty, the high contracting parties give to each other the reciprocal assurance that as long as their views are not fulfilled, rejecting all other ideas of utility and other measures to be taken, they will address themselves with the shortest possible delay to all the authorities existing in their states and to all their agents of foreign countries with a view to establish connections tending towards the accomplishment of the objectives proposed in this treaty. So this treaty is between France, Spain, Portugal, and America, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, which at that time was was blazing. So if you talk in 1822, in terms of America, you're already mm-hmm. outside of the quote-unquote 1776 day. <clears throat> As right. you get into the 19th century or the early 1800s, now you're you're talking about the Constitutional Convention day. Mm. Um, because the, the 1776 and the date of your Constitution aren't the same. One followed the other. So, and then gotcha. in, in France, uh, much like they're doing today, it, w- it was on fire. It, w- it was on revolutionary fire. And they were using that mm-hmm. revolution to cause a destabilization in order to establish mm-hmm. what they're talking about here. Uh, so it was during that time frame. So the, so the French was blown, was, was hot. Uh, America right. was hot. Uh, Spain, Portugal, all of that is in the same area. So um, all right. of that was hot with revolutionary spirit. Mm. Gotcha. You had Napoleon Bonaparte, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. All that yeah. shit during that time. Um, this trade, this treaty, shall be renewed with such changes as new circumstances may give occasion. Either at a new Congress or at the court of one of the contracting parties, as soon as the war with Spain shall be terminated, the present the present treaty shall be ratified, and the ratifications exchanged at Paris within the space of six months. Okay, it makes me think of the Paris Accord. But really, that's what it makes me <laughs> the, the the treaty, that Paris Accord treaty. That's what it, it just reminds me of. You know, secret pacts given made made to look like one thing in the public, but a whole different reasoning behind closed doors of why you need something like a Paris Accord treaty with all these countries. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Now all this other stuff is just them talking about the Holy Alliance. I don't want to keep. Keep reading that. I'm um because that's all of this personal. Get up, Adonai. Yeah, you can. Don't play with me. All right. Um, let's say let's read this. It's, it's right here, page one twelve. Goodbye, USA. Hello, New World Order. The backbone of the hidden government. Subversion of balance of power. The plan to suspend the constitution. The constitution and declare martial law. Oh yeah. Here we go. 
right? This really lets you know how long um, how long these plans have been in the works. They flip it, they change it, they modify it, they do different shit, but the end result is always the same. The end goal has always been the same, okay? It just has, right? It just, you know, you tr- how do you do that um, to, to avoid as much bloodshed as possible? You have to subvert shit continuously over the generations. And break it down. I'm glad you're reading this now. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. that's the same thing I'm saying that's happening in the black communities we can't put our fingers mm. I'm glad you're reading this. So if this guy is clearly saying their mode of operation is through subversion, infiltration, mm-hmm. and secret agreements yes. and clandestine plans, that's how they operate. All, all day. All day. That's their mode of now, unless you understand their mode of operation, everything will seem crazy to you. Yeah, but, but once you st- understand how they operate, then you could begin to navigate this stuff, you know, a little better for yourself and your family. So I'm glad that you're reading this right here, man. Mm-hmm. This, now keep what I'm saying in mind as mm-hmm. Neff is reading how they go about gaining power. They can't do it openly because you'll have a rebellion mm-hmm. and the people will fight back. Right. So you have to do it quietly. <laughs> no doubt. Check this out. Mark Twain, this is a quote from Mark Twain in 1885. <laughs> Tell me if this ain't the truth. It could probably be shown by facts and figures that there is no distinctively Native American criminal class except Congress. Oh, Oh, let me let me let me give Mark Twain some hand claps for that one. Congress. Some of your biggest criminals. You talk about a criminal class. <laughs> a criminal class. Absolutely. Congress. All right, here we go. The balance of power. When our when the four when our the forefathers, I ain't saying our, when the forefathers wrote the Constitution of the United States. They provided safeguards against um, despotism by providing a balance of power. The Constitution was set up to provide clear divisions of legislative, judicial, and executive powers. It was believed that this system would ensure that if one branch got out of hand, that the other two would act to keep that one in check. The balance of powers was predicted upon the assumption that none of the three branches could or would infringe upon the powers of the others. The Constitution is clear on the functions of each of the branches. The legislative will make the law. The judicial will interpret the law. The executive will decide policy and enforce the law. Okay? This, of course, is the simplest of explanations. But this is not a textbook on government. My intent is to acquaint you with simple basics of the balance of powers so that you can then understand how it is being subverted, all right? The legislature, Congress, in the form of the House and the Senate, is required to publish the laws that are made, and this is done in the congressional record and the federal register. Pending or passed legislation can be obtained by citizens 
through their congressman or from the government printing office. Citizens cannot be held responsible for the law if it is not made available to them. Boom. Citizens cannot be held responsible for the laws if it is not even available to them. You know how many backdoor late night laws that are made? Okay? Backdoor, back alley, late night stuff bills. Okay, J1? That are not made public. Well, they are public, but they know the people are not going to read it. Again, I'm, I'm sure us and a few others are the only folk, and I'm, I'm talking about moving folk. I know we are one of the few of a handful that will take our time and read a fucking bill because it's long. They purposely stuff it with a whole bunch of um, political jargon so motherfuckers can basically turn turn away from it. All right? So in, in essence, right, so in essence, Citizens ain't responsible for the laws that are out here because it ain't made, been made available to them. <laughs> it is paradoxical that the government body must represent uh, must must representative. Wait, wait, wait. It is paradoxical that the government body most representative of the American citizen is that is the one that has been the most easily subverted. Through PACs, payoffs, pork barrel politics, professional politicians, congressmen, who are all members of secret societies and through greed and fear, our representatives and senators quit representing the people a long time ago. A long time ago. Go, go ahead, Mr. Larry. Let me, I gotta tend to this, this dude real quick. He acting a fool. I gotta set him straight. Oh, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Set him straight. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that, um, paragraph that says it is paradoxical that the government body most representative of the American citizens is the one that has been most easily subverted through PACs, payoffs, pork barrel politics, professional politicians, congressmen who are members of secret societies, and through greed and fear, our representatives and senators quit representing us long ago. Congress has tremendous powers, but fell in most cases to exercise even a token amount. How is it that our legislature has allowed and at times encouraged the executive branch to write law. You probably did not know that the president and others in the executive branch of government can and do write law. This is done in the form of presidential executive orders, national security council memos, national security decision directives, and national security directives. So here he is laying out all the ways that they violate us because he to, to to come through your legislature. Period. It ain't no ifs ands or buts about it. Um, a good example of that will be uh, Joe Biden up here uh, making up all these goddamn executive orders 
with all these illegal aliens flooding across the border. He's violating uh, the citizens of the United States because he does not have authority to do that. The United States have a United States code that governs immigration. So anything relative to immigration technically should be coming through the House of Representatives, then to the Senate, and then to the president's desk for mm-hmm. signature. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. outside of that process is a subversion of the law. Mm-hmm. Period. And when you look over the years, uh, Bill Cooper was running through the 90s, all the way yeah. up to today. Okay. Slowly but surely, these uh, executives have been using these orders and directives and and mm-hmm. agency regulation to have the effect mm-hmm. of law. And they're circumventing uh, the, the, the rights of the people because that's solely entrenched. Um, in Congress, it's fair to say that we have a rogue and outlaw government because uh, immigration, if you look at that, illegal to aid, abet, or harbor an illegal right. alien, period, right? It don't have right. no caveat in case their kids are here and mm-hmm. all these other arguments. None of that shit is considered in the law. So if you have an executive that's carting these people over and you subsidizing them and you housing them by the hundreds of thousands, that's called aiding, abetting, and harboring. Now, if (laughs) we need some type of reform, then that needs to go through Congress. The president don't have the right to establish a rule, law, or regulation. His job is to Mm -hmm. carry out what is established for him. But now it's gone down to the governor levels. So when we had the Mm -hmm. pandemic, what did those Mm -hmm. governors do? They They made up all types of fucking regulations. Right. And, And extended and keeping their power going. Like I said, California, New York. All of them are prime examples of the extending of executive um, emergency um, authorization to do this shit here to bypass Congress, the state, the state um, Congress, or you know, and just write laws themselves. People so stupid, they ain't got no problem with that shit. They just watch it. They just watch it unfold. They don't say shit. Okay, they don't say a goddamn thing. All right. National Security Council memos. That's what we've been watching. National Security Decision Directive. How do you think the Homeland Homeland Security uh, Department of Homeland Security was created? How do you think all these other agencies was created? Right. Right. Without no congressional um, nothing. Right. <laughs> it says NSC memos were broad policy papers in the days after passage of the National Security Act. The National um, NSC memos became narrower and more specific over the years, and the name has varied. Under Kennedy, 
They were called the National Security Actions Memorandums. President Bush has changed the name to the National Security Directive. There is a tremendous difference between presidential executive orders, NSC memos, and national security decisions directives. Presidential executive orders are listed in the Federal Register or presidential findings, which are made known to the House and the Intelligence Committees. The most important difference between the presidential executive orders and of all others, no matter what they're called, is that the others do not have to be reported, reviewed, made available to anyone, or even acknowledged they even fucking exist. Strong. You ask me, that's what we're watching here a lot of the times. There is no oversight whatsoever that could maintain a check on the um, legality of the national security directives. The president and other within the executive branch have used these super secret directives to skirt the balance of power and write laws without anyone's knowledge. Justification of the president's powers to write law through executive orders stems from the failure of government to rescind the declaration of martial law during the Civil War. In effect, the United States has been under martial law ever since Lincoln's administration. Ooh. Well, he said technically. <laughs> what, you, what you got on that one? <laughs> he said, we've been under the martial law for quite some time since Lincoln's administration. What you got to say on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. When they transferred, when they created all these national, these illegal ag- uh, agencies, mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, martial law. You know, it's the, pri- it's the, it's, it's the regulations that determines martial law that's another area again where um they 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 teach us to look at at some sensational ass fucking shit right so we got to see the sensational before we can make sense of it but actually martial law is the law (laughs) everything else is the outgrowth of the law so when they bring oh. tanks and shit down your street, that's not martial law. That's a result of the law. But if you put rules and regulations is in place, even though you don't see the tanks, you're still under martial law because the, the law and the regulation constitutes what is martial law rather than you walking down the street, you know, with tanks and checkpoints and shit. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, it is already in place. In that regard. Gotcha. gotcha. These national security directors directives are powerful, hidden, and dangerous tools. They were prolific during the Reagan administration. Over 300 were written, with no more than 50 ever leaking out to undergo public scrutiny. Yet most Americans have never heard of these subversive weapons. They are being used to destroy the Constitution. I believe that everyone should know about this corruption, this corruption of government. Congress has turned a blind eye to these abuses of executive power. At 3.30 a.m. Saturday, um, August 4, 1990, the Senate made it even easier for the executive branch to subvert the Constitution and may have made George Bush the first American king. At that time, 
on that day, a minority of United States senators, maybe 10 at the most, passed Senate Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 1991, Senate Bill 2834. This bill will fundamentally change our constitutional system and threatens to destroy the very foundation of our great nation. Since attention has been focused upon the Middle East crisis, this is what they this is why they always keep shit popping, because this is the only way that they can do subversive shit. The public and most congressmen who absolute, um, know absolutely nothing about this bill. The bill was fraudulently introduced as a reform to prevent future incidents, incidents of the abuses brought to the light during the Iran-Contra scandal. And we, knew, we know what happened as a result of the Iran-Contra scandal, right? Y'all remember that? Right. Drugs for money. All right. Drugs, weapons. This is your influx of cocaine in the hood. Yeah. Iran Contra. The crack era in our hoods was tied to that Iran Contra scandal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Oh, that's the. mm -hmm. I'm going to let it go. What you got? What you got? No, 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 no. What you got? Come on. But I'm glad you read that. That's another example of what I am saying is happening in our communities today. Because in that Iran-Contra scandal, the executive branch, through government powers, through that program right there, flooded our communities with crack cocaine and cocaine and guns. That's what started it. That's what started yep. it. Right out there of the with 19, the Iran Out of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking about killing and a they, revolutionary spirit. And, and, and they used our communities as dumping grounds. They went in our communities and created a demand and appetite for some toxic drugs. After they created the market for it, they then supplied that shit. Mm-hmm. We don't grow none of that shit. <laughs> we don't manufacture none of these guns. <laughs> they went in, created a market, then they supplied the market. And how do you create a fucking market? You send in covert, subversive elements in that community. That's how you create a fucking market. Called Freeway Ricky Ross. Called uh, uh, Harry Harry O. Called, I'm just trying to think of like In D.C. All these guys were running at the same time. Right. Felix Mitchell from Oakland. Y'all had the female out on the West Coast. I forget her name. Oh, it was she a couple was of them. It was a female in L.A. that was big time, um, to, yeah. who, who, uh, who who was a um, internet, you know, internet statewide drug dealer. But so was Felix Mitchell. You talking about um, what was called? He he built in Oakland what is called the first million dollar spot, the million dollar spot, where they sold so much dope out of an apartment complex, with millions running through there, millions. It's still it's like it's like a almost a, unfortunately it's like a, a a city landmark 
You know what I'm saying? That shit crazy. Like, 70, we call it 77th and green side. The green for the money. But that's how much money was running through there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, shit. My sister used to hustle out of, out of that out of that thing. They had all the youngsters. When I tell you, Mr. Lowry, they had all the youngsters hustling out of the million-dollar spot, they was all out of that. I lived, we lived across the street from it. And I remember my mother when I was young, she would say, you can never go across. You know how you um you have a um an island in between a street, like a really wide street? You know how it is, you know, you like it's like a main strip and you got apartments and shit. This is when I was young and we lived in these apartments and um there was this um island in between and on the other side was those um uh, apartment complex called um Greenside, you know. It was really weird the ties to it. Uh, my baby daddy uh, family ran up out of that too. It was this you talking about Asian provocateurs. They raised entire generation at dope spots, heavy in the mid eighties, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, and all the way up into the nineties. You talk about a fast deterioration of a community. God damn. I remember it well. I never forget, man. I remember one time, Mr. Lyra, me and my, my sister came home one night, and um, it had to be about maybe two in the morning. We used to share a bedroom. And I remember her coming home and saying, you want me to teach you how to grind? And I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. I'm like, what you mean, teach me how to grind? And she just threw all this money on the fucking bed. Hundreds, hundreds, there's hundreds stacks. The wildest shit Ever. And you tell me that's not a drug in itself that's going to have every young motherfucker who is willing to take a chance to go get paid. You know what I'm saying? I'll never forget it. You know what I'm saying? My family who was directly just heavy, what we call heavy in the game. I always call myself a pedestrian because I, I never got involved with any of that shit. The side of my family, <clears throat> my father's side that was just so heavy in them streets. You talk about watching a family, a family get destroyed because of that era. I watched it with my family. Uncles get murdered, you know what I'm saying, bad fucking karma from selling dope to your own kind. That your parents become junkies. To me, that, that, is, that is universal karma. You know what I'm saying? Wild as shit. When they put that shit right in the ports of L.A., Oakland, New York, all over the fucking place. Made its way to the south, you know, New York. It just, it's crazy. Crazy shit. I got Brother G in here, man. That, yeah, that, that, that hit a nerve right there, man. <laughs> that hit a nerve because it's just like, to see that shit, man. Yeah, I hear you, Neff. That's that's tough. That's a tough side of it. Um, mm-hmm. down, down in the south, um, um, my auntie, she 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 was she tried to get her hustle on through her children. Um, she did mm-hmm. a little jail time, you know, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. she, um, she she yeah, whatever it took, and she mm-hmm. lost like she lost she lost three sons, you know, behind it, mm-hmm. it happens, 
I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was, I was, um, I was, I was tagging in just to let you hear um, mm-hmm. when you identified that field general order. It's actually field general order 100, which is called the Liber Codes. Uh, the Liber Codes okay. still existed to this day for a reason of that exists the American Red Cross. If you want to know any rules and regulations, so they were talking about engaging in any type of war. Uh, during uh, uh, peacetime, uh, the things the troops can do and cannot do. So if you want to know what your library mm-hmm. goals are, you can get them to uh, the American Red Cross. Um, also, Mr. Lowry, if you started mm-hmm. thinking about if the federal um, no longer has a voice because of all the secret mandates, a.k.a. the uh, Freemason tree laws mm-hmm. of secret uh, society and things of that nature, so are we no longer in a democracy, but in a fascist, a fascist society, aka corporate, a corporate corporation? That, that, that would be a fair. That would be fair to say. Yeah. So that's that's the only reason I made announcement of that. Hey, you know, y'all 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 bringing some good energy, man. Go mm-hmm. and do your thing. Appreciate you. Just thought yeah. I had that in there. No, no, no. That's a that's a very yeah. fair uh, uh, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just looking at, uh, you know, you were too tight with your brother, J1 with her father. Yeah, man, this shit, um, uh, you, you, that's where the destruction of the moving family started. There wasn't no gender war yes. like they like to claim it was. Yeah. Okay. That was and, the destruction and, and, of the And, and, and what I'm trying to bring up is we're seeing a mm-hmm. repeat of the same yes. type of operation. So mm-hmm. let's not act like we ain't seen this shit before because mm-hmm. we lived it. And then on the back end of it, we found out that shit was coming from Oliver North. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And we was writing it off as black-on-black crime. Now, yeah. that crime bill, right, it's a draconian crime bill. Joe Biden was wrong as shit, but there was another part to that. They flooded, they created the market, flooded us with the drugs, flooded us with the guns, and people were screaming to bring in National Guards because shit was just so off the chain. People were asking for a National Guard to come in their community. Yes. Yep. They set us up on that, too, because that's a natural response. Then came the crime yeah, bill to clean it all up. Yeah, it went down in, in L.A. I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. You got National Guards in the streets. Los Angeles but, but, came through, came but, through but the problem mm-hmm. is, this is where we're slipping. Because mm. we act like that shit didn't happen. Mm. Would, would Don say they be memory wiping people? <laughs> yes. yes. How was they able to come back, take over half our Great day, y'all. And then the remaining Ooh, community hello, Don, Nicole, come back with the same game. Hey, Don. You know what I just don't get at all? I don't get how these kids is strung out on fucking drugs, rapping about drugs, dealing damn drugs, on drugs, knowing that this was genocide on us. How could this generation be so drugged the fuck up? Do they know? 
I mean, no. a lot of people acting like they don't know, Don. Go ahead. <laughs> that's what I just don't understand that shit. Like, I don't get it. And that's what I don't get. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking petrified from damn drugs based off of mm-hmm. the 80s. Okay? Yeah, yes. I'm petrified. Yes, yes. Two things was genocidal. Drugs and sexually transmitted diseases and autoimmune deficiency. And they all came together. Right. And it's all here once again. Yes. It's back. One more again. Yes. It's goddamn back. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I don't get it. watching again. I don't get why why social (laughs) black social media is advocating that um, women, young girls need to get with a man. This ain't the time to lay down with nobody, neither get drugged up. I, I, I mean, so this has to be like very diabolical, like some type of, um, you know, mind control on these people yeah. who are typing the most and talking the fucking most, Ooh. drilling the most diabolical, destructive genocide on black boys and black girls, on all of that shit. Yes, one hundred dollars. Because what and we should all be doing is staying to ourselves and not doing drugs and not having sex. Because this son of a bitch now has manufactured enough fucking drugs that every Negro is going to be going to him for, based off of their um. Relationship, lifestyle, and their drug mm-hmm. habits—that shit is fucked up. So he got something for for both habits for this generation. This shit is wild, and our generation as well. Our generation yeah. is fucked up, already fucked up. Like I told y'all that you know, a patient came in Tierra's clinic, and this motherfucker was our age now, straight mm-hmm. man. Not flaming, acting like a sissy, fucked mm-hmm. a stripper in Atlanta and called syphilis. Oof. Yet he gave her HIV. Oh. Nigga, our age. Damn. And I asked Tierra, oh. I said, Tierra, this nigga, was he sissified? She said, Mama, you wouldn't even tell it. And he sleeps and lives with a goddamn man. So our shit is fucked up, so ain't no need. And that's when you notice why these niggas our age is looking for these young bitches to infect. Oh, yes. Because, you know what I'm saying? Niggas our Mm -hmm. age got the low viral count. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and sex weakened the immune system, and they know that shit. And I and I noticed something that y'all said, then I'm gonna hand it back. But I noticed something. Mm-hmm. Y'all said something, um something about um, you know, people was calling for the National Guards and all that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. you got Black Lives Matter. 
you know what I'm saying, calling for menthol cigarettes in the black community to be taken out of the black community or not to be sold to black people, and that happened. Mm -hmm. But not one time said, take the guns out of the black community. Mm -hmm. And don't sell a nigga none. (laughs) Niggas are not dying at high rate from cancer. Niggas is dying at high rates from lead poisoning in the motherfucking chest, head, arms, mm. lungs, getting punched and getting punches in the lungs with them with that lead and shit. That's what niggas is dying from. Yes. And children. Full of lead, literally. So many children have, have died from gunshots, from gun yes. violence. And not one time, Black Black Lives Matter said, take out the fucking Newports. The menthol and the cigarettes in the black community don't sell them none. And that's exactly what the fuck they did. But not the goddamn guns. But not the guns. Right. That's some wild ass shit, ain't it? Hell yeah. Big time. All right, I'm done. Thank y'all. Great day. Uh, great, day great day, everybody. Great. Hey, hey. Great day, Doc. Absolutely. Great day, boss. Good, good, good comment. No, I remember. They ain't, they ain't wipe her memory. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Those Not were at hell all. days. We went through a Hell lot. yeah. And, 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 and and they come in with the uh, like you said uh, HIV all over again because you got Wait this right here you got. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know what's even sicker? Listening to you motherfuckers, I did not have no idea about um, what's that shit Contra. Yeah, Contra Iran Contra. Iran Contra. Do you? Yeah. I didn't put that shit together until listening to y'all. Then they gave us the video game, Contra. Contra. And I used to play it like a motherfucker. That shit had to be based on that. What happened in Iran-Contra? Guerrilla warfare, and that's exactly what the game was. It was them going through the jungle, shooting motherfuckers. Oh, my fucking God. And that's what... This, it was the Sandinistas being supplied with military arms in Nicaragua yeah. with the uh, guerrilla Sandinistas going up against each other in, in, in the jungles, fighting. While, while I moving had to put that shit together while moving to you motherfuckers. They were trying to overthrow the government Hundreds of times. that the United States would not fund it. So they blacked out it. They was trying to yeah. over, and they couldn't get funding. They couldn't get it through Congress. So they blacked out, mm. and we paid for it in our communities. We funded that whole thing, our lives. Oh, my God. Genocide. It killed, what, two birds and one, like five birds and one goddamn stone. Every port city got the dope, from Florida to uh, Chicago to New York to California and everything in between after that. Every every port was flooded with the dope. And Don, you remember that day, man? They was handing out heavy shit here. Take this and see me in a month and shit, right? <laughs> like yep. Straight consignment, 
big time consignment. You talking about getting kilos on the consignment. And we were young, Don. We ain't know no better. We were young. I think that I, I see my uncles and them like were straight weight all in the hood. It's like, yeah, it was some destructive shit. So I say that they don't well. act like these people are above running fucking operations. Because we have a recent example because yeah. that's exactly what they were doing. Mm. And we were there and we funded it with our lives. In our children' lives. Mm. 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 With my little brother. <sighs> super, yes. super, super five times one hundred. <laughs> super five times one hundred. Oh, and they made it. Oh, we can't even talk about the the Hollywood propaganda of the of the seventies. Okay, black exploitation, given given the visual representation of it. Make it acceptable because you have to make you have to bring it to some level of glamorization. And so they glamorize the coke dealer, pinky snorting, cocaine around their neck. Um, N.W.A. Right. You talking about the seventies? The um, the one tried the Frank Frank um, the motherfucker who made the Mac was based off yes. these niggas in in Oakland. Um, they're called the Frank brothers, the the Wright brothers. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Panthers killed him on the day. To take this story out, the Panthers murdered him the day that the Mac premiered, because they was like, "You're not going to capitalize off this degradation." They murdered uh, Frank. I forget his name. Frank something. It was him and his brother, pimps and, and dope dealers. The Mac was based off of their shit, and um, yeah. Twin Panthers had before they got completely infiltrated by then they I mean they had they had informants in it. And this is why they can get them on murder charges and, and all those conspiracies that they eventually did within in within the Black Panther Party. But yeah, but they was getting they was running these niggas, these drug dealers. You it, you know. Cold. It was a it was a level of cold if you know, whether people want to accept that or not, when you had that kind of enforcement. That enforcement left. They made sure that that uh, organization and that body was destroyed. So then there's no rules. And it's truly the wild, wild west in the dope game. Truly. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, we got we got about three minutes left. <laughs> we got about three minutes left, okay? Three minutes before we end uh, tonight's show. But yeah, that's strong with the um, Contra, Iran-Contra. Let's finish this last paragraph on that. Instead of preventing further abuses, however, it virtually authorized essentially every abuse. The bill was carefully brought to vote by Senator Sam Nunn in the dead of the night when the opposition was gone. It effectively transferred most authority over to the United States government government directly into the hands of George Bush and thus directly into the hands of the secret government. President George Bush was given the power he welcome to initiate war, appropriate public funds, define foreign policy goals, and to decide what is important to our national security. In oversight of intelligence activities, 
STD, um, that's 12, SB 2834, authorized the following. Gives the president the power to initiate covert actions. Okay, this has never been given before to, to, to a president. Prevents Congress from stopping the president's initiation of covert operations. Allows the president to use any federal agencies or entities to operate or finance a covert operation. Empowers the president to use any other nation or private contractor or person to fund or operate a covert action. Redefines covert actions as operations necessary to support foreign policy objectives of the United States. A definition that is so vague and broad has to be essentially unlimited. For the first time officially claims the first time officially claims that the rights of the United States to secretly interfere in the internal, political, economic, and military affairs of other countries in direct and flagrant violation of international law. We're watching it again, we've been seeing it for all of our um, you know, adult lives. Many all of our lives if you were paying attention in the eighties. It's been it's been nonstop. Requires that the president prepare and deliver a written finding to the intelligence committees of the Congress, but allows the president to omit extremely sensitive matters and authorizes the president to claim executive privilege if Congress asks too many questions. And we're going to end it right there. So we on page 112 of the PDF and 115 of the um, overall body of the, of this right here. So we're we going to stop right there. And, uh, yeah, man, any, any parting words, y'all, before we get ready to, to get up out of here? Oh, man, I mean, the, the, that mm-hmm. one, that, we, that, that paragraph, when we start, we're going to read that paragraph again. All mm-hmm. they did was legalize everything that was busted wide open in that illegal, genocidal, diabolical operation called Iran-Contra. So mm-hmm. all they did was came back and made it legal for what they were doing. That's mm-hmm. it. Through executive order. That. You know, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, move your mind, your mind for the jewel, your soul. Absolutely. The 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 um the the recession is now starting to affect the uh, global banking. Uh, Sri Lanka mm-hmm. they went bankrupt. Um, little money getting funny out there now. So the dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting ready to take a couple of hits outside the country. They tried to flush yes. the country, you know, push a dollar, but they can't all over the place. Sri Lanka um, got hit, so uh, IMF they gotta regroup on that little territory there. So keep mm-hmm. an eye on okay. that. Sri Lanka, I'll keep an eye out on that, G. Just see here. You know, uh, G, that was the same economic environment during Iran because remember the Bush years were dry. <laughs> During the first yeah, the, banking, the banking and loan scandal during that time too. That was connected to uh, yeah. Iran with with the uh, with your boy was involved in that. Was the motherfucker that was the prisoner of war who ran for president, cancer face? That guy. He was smack dab. Oh, you know uh, the Kerry. Arizona governor. John Kerry? No, the other one. No, no, no. Uh, oh, the one um, who was the uh, POW. Yeah, from Boston. Yeah, he did Massachusetts. What's this motherfucker? Um, I know you're talking yeah, about you Romney. Know what I'm saying. Mondale. Romney. Uh-huh. No, not Romney. Romney, Utah. Um, 
forget Wasn't that. Romney also uh, in, in, you say he ran for a president, right? Yeah, but you know, it's the old man with the white hair. Cancer face. Oh, you know, he doesn't oh, patches oh, and oh, shit on his Perot, face. Uh, Perot? Ross Perot? No, not Ross Perot. That's a Texan. Not Cheney. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That motherfucker no. who was a prisoner of war. Uh, I gotta look at that one. And he just he just recently ran like in, against Obama. He the motherfucker who ran against Obama. I can't think his name is on the tip of my tongue. Oh, oh he, he ran yeah, with Sarah Palin from Arizona. The boy from Arizona. Yes. Uh, he, yes. He, he, what's his name? Uh, I know you're talking about. I can't think. Yeah, he was a prisoner. But I see his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see him now. But he was in the middle. I'm sorry. He was in the middle of that of, of that banking scandal though. So. Um, you about to see a lot of a lot of those similarities pop off too. I forget that motherfucker's name, man. Yeah. Damn, I'm okay. looking. I'm looking right at him now, Neff. What? What? Mm-hmm. what yeah. Damn. Okay. White hair too. Yeah. You know Prisoner. what? I'm yeah. Damn. Yeah, but he was. That was a big scandal during the I, I, right after Iran Contra was the banking and loan scandal, but that was directly tied to um, those funneling money. Through uh, with um, Iran Contra situation through that bank, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think we're gonna see some things similar. John McCain, thank you, Cha, thank you, darling. John McCain, there you go, there you go, thank you. That's his name. Yeah, he was caught dab smack in the middle of that whole um, whole scandal that led back to Ali North and the rest of us. That's how they laundered their money through the banks. All right. After all that dope came out the hood, all that money came out the hood. They had to wash it. <laughs> so, yes, Don, with the wrinkled flag, that of a traitor. Absolutely. That's him. Straight up. So, yeah, so we're going to keep it. Um, so we'll be at it again next Wednesday. Um, I am. Um, I need to get my rest. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tad bit tired today. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to. Relax. I think um, Donaldson will probably more than not play the man of the hour. I could be wrong, but are you playing the man of the hour, Don, or are you letting it ride? Um, she said, hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, all right, y'all. So the man of the hour is up next. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and listen to it and and, and rest and uh, lay horizontal because uh, yeah, my body's a little bit tired. All right. So, with that, thank you again, Mr. Lowry, for building. Everybody in the chat room for participating in the show, man. I, I love when y'all interact, man, to keep the shit interactive, you know, commenting. That I, I need that shit. That's life. You know, it's blood, life blood of the show um, um, and stuff. So thank you for participating, staying up, and all that good shit. Um, Brother G for coming through. Um, and Donna Coglion making her um, her appearance tonight. Uh, very appreciative. So, J1, everybody else, you already know what it is. We'll do it again next Wednesday for Hot Damn Politics, part two of Behold the Pale Horse, baby, in, um, in the last hour. And just keep you up to abreast to all this bullshit they got going on out here, baby. And, and as we uh, stay in the middle, in the center, uh, supreme balancement, while they create all this havoc around the world. Holla. I'm out. Peace. Real nigga radio. I said that was so little energy. <laughs> Peace, y'all.